Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Super Casperless, the only podcast where I have to deal with this fucking Yahoo every other week. And I ask myself constantly, why? My name is Zantuck, otherwise known as Lister. We've got John, otherwise known as No John. Stop that. And then, of course, we have a returning guest. Curbwalker, who we previously had on for our penultimate Smash Dash episode in the previous season, yeah. talking about uh, Ronald McDonald, Burger King, and then uh, the Fall Guy, and the crewmate from Among Us. And yep. We learned some things about some fast food companies. Yeah. Things all that of, I of, didn't need to learn, yeah. but we learned some all things. All the likeliest characters, I think. It was a time. Yeah, that I forgot about one sure. of them. Yeah, you did. It was mm-hmm. uh, very, uh, very offensive, actually. We actually it's learned some offensive things in that episode. It was the thing that occurred. Oh, dear. Hey, it was the restaurant's fault. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. It's been... So, a funny thing happened in that episode. During recording it, somebody... Throughout this really weird, random, wild and wacky idea to assign Harry Potter Hogwarts houses to the different characters in Smash Brothers. Wow. And then we were just like, aight. And we immediately put it in the schedule for season three. And as soon as that episode wrapped, we were yep. just like, so wait, do you actually want to do this? Because I'll fucking, I'll fucking get ready for this shit. And mm-hmm. thus, here we are today. As we can tell from the title and, you know, from what I've just been saying, we're here today to uh, do just that. We're going to be going through as many of the characters in Smash Bros. Ultimate as we can and uh, analyzing them and coming up with what house they would be sorted into if they were a student at Hogwarts, which would be really weird for some of them. But, uh, hey, fuck it. We're going to do this. Looking today. forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. As best as we can. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, though, hey, Jono, uh, been a bit since our last talk topic, you know, six weeks, as things tend to be. What's going on? What's up in your life? What you mm-hmm. been doing? Sure, sure. Um, interesting. Uh, I can't recall who came up with the idea for this episode. Pretty sure it was, it was Curb. Probably Curb. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> Plot twist. But, yeah, it's, uh... It was a while ago, that's fair. <laughs> it, it was a fair bit ago, yeah. But um, we... Uh... Yeah, it, it's fun. We we don't get to do episodes like this all too often. They're just really shooting the shooting the crap and and doing this for for giggles. Oh yeah, as, as some yeah. of us are want to do. Um, so it'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, current life not all too much has changed since six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, we talked about how I did my laundry right as the fireworks set off for New Year's Day. I remember that, and then. Um, you know, since then, I, I've rekindled um, my love for Garfield. As, as you recall from a previous episode, I've rekindled my uh, love for uh, music as well. We had a very successful night for our Tucson Folk Festival recently. Uh, had a 200-person attendance for a fundraiser. So that was good. And I think it was like the first time I've been out to music in like six months, just with everything going on. Uh, health-wise with my family and didn't want to go out there and put myself out there and be a risk but uh Fair. feeling okay right now so so we got out there um 
besides that, not a whole lot. Just just working <laughs> working my butt off at my day job, like nothing else this time of year. Uh, but it's been fine. Getting into getting into Legends of Arceus in my free time, which I don't have very much of. The Smash Topia challenge continues. I'm a little bit behind on that right now, but uh, we uh, have some stuff, and oh, you can yeah. check it out on the wiki as as always. That's really about it. How about you guys? So uh, I'll just go ahead and mention this for anybody that uh, missed it in previous episodes, or for Kirby doesn't know about this. So we do have our Smash Topia wiki out there where we put anything that we come up with on the podcast on there, and it'll just like things that we do off podcast. Like I've been putting shit on there since 2017. Ideas for characters, stages, assist trophies, whatever else. And Jono has decided to torture himself this year and create one article and on the wiki way. for every day of the year. Now, he doesn't necessarily put them up each day. Like, sometimes he does, like, a batch to put himself ahead or a batch to catch up. But, uh, you know, whichever way it goes. And two of his recent ones that kind of drained him were uh, a character moveset for Geralt of Rivia, which is massive good lord dude and then a stage for waluigi's island from one of the mario party games which was also pretty <laughs> substantial and features quite a bit in there between like the the stage actually traveling around the board and transforming based on where they are on the stage uh mini games that you get pulled into blue spaces and red spaces that actually affect the players going on in the matches kind of nuts <laughs> so there's been a lot of that going on which is why Jono is currently behind oh, yeah. but uh he's behind for good reason gotta gotta mm-hmm. gotta rest mm-hmm. a little bit after going nuts mm-hmm. like that uh as for me though right. um well you mentioned Legends Arceus and uh yeah that game has absor- absorbed the uh, last couple weeks of my life for the most part uh I finished it uh this morning uh morning of recording actually <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I finished all the requests, I caught all the Pokemon, I got every Pokemon's Pokedex entry up to level 10, which gets you an extra cutscene, and the Shiny Charm, by the way, for those who don't know, that's how you get the Shiny Charm, you have to get every Pokemon to Dex level 10, which doesn't mean you perfect all the doing all the tasks, it just means you did enough of them to hit the level 10 rank, which is honestly, huh. for the vast majority of them, not that difficult. A couple of them are a little bit more mm-hmm. of a pain in the ass. Uh, but for the most part, not that that bad. And uh, I'm kind of done with it now. Like I don't really care about shiny hunting, so I'm now I'm just looking for something new to play. Which mm-hmm. the timing again here as of recording is really quite interesting because I'm we are wrapping up a poll and a little Discord server that we're a part of. Our people have been voting for the mm-hmm. last couple weeks on a game to force me to play. <laughs> so. I don't know yet what's going to win. Uh, I'll find out in the next couple of days. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> that said, the, the things that are in like the final the final four games are all really solid options. So whatever wins, you know, I'll be, I'll be pretty good. I think I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's certainly been a lot more interesting and intense than the last time, the, the first time you did this kind of poll. Yeah, I previously so, ran one in 2020, in uh, where the final two games were, I think it was Bug Fables and what was the other one? It wasn't Earthbound, it wasn't Near Automata, it was whatever else was in the final four, I think. Light. Do what? Child, Child of Light, of that's Light. right, it was Child of Light. 
It was Child of Light versus Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, and Bug Fables ended up winning. The funny thing is, while I did end up playing uh, all four games that made it to the top four, Bug Fables is the only one of them that I didn't finish. The only rules I have to play the game. I don't have to finish it. And I wanted to finish Bug Fables until I got mm. about halfway through where I was already getting kind of kind of worn out on the game. And then they gave me a stealth segment and I just said, fuck you. It's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck stealth. Go to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I like Near Automata though. Child of Light was alright. And um, mm-hmm. Earthbound... I wanted to like it, but I think it's just... There's there's just some things about it being as old as as it is, and I'm more used to some of the more modern conveniences, so I wasn't left with a stellar impression of it. But it was still fun. Yeah. Yeah. Walker, what's going on with you? I know you uh, you played some Friday the 13th recently. I yes I did. I was streaming with a couple friends. Uh, More so, I attempted to stream. It just killed my setup. Yeah. It really did. I have not had a game do that to me before while streaming, and I've done a couple other ones. Like That's the thing. It, it could do Dead by Daylight. I'm surprised it couldn't do that. Like, I think Friday the 13th, the game is more scuffed than Dead by Daylight, which is actually saying something. Yeah, I mean, neither game has strong coding. <laughs> but, um, so I was doing that. Um, I actually record... I actually ended up uh, streaming the most recent Five Nights at Freddy's game recently, too, actually. Yes, So that is. was fun. Yes, I got through a couple of the endings there. And there was a lot more collecting stuff that I just ended up not getting to. Um, and I know definitely we've gotten to the point that we've had two... Three full series now that I was guest starring with Xantok on that are now up. Yep. I think the Danganronpa 2 hadn't finished at, at the last one, but that the Danganronpa 2 full is now completely up, and I did that with him, so that was very much a good one as well, so that's been exciting. and Indeed. Yeah, that's been about it. Same work-from-home stuff and not too much other stuff. And uh, Danganronpa V3 will be going up sometime later this year. I want to say... That's so true. I actually don't remember when it's gone up, because I changed how my schedule worked out in uh, the last couple of months, so I'm not... I don't know anymore when it's supposed to start. Mm-hmm. Sometime... Before June. I can tell you that. Okay. Well, guys. Uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know about you two's uh, connections to the series or anything. But uh, I, I have a little fun story I want to get into. Maybe a couple stories before we actually get into it all. Mm-hmm. So, when I first learned about Harry Potter, I was in third grade. And I didn't like it for one simple reason. They stole my name. <laughs> and I was a child, and I took great offense to this. I should have known. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's why I want to dig and start reading the books, because uh, uh, the second book was actually being read in story time for third grade, which is really kind of odd when you think about it. I don't know. I don't, And I don't know why they started the second book, but they did. But then I started reading the books by you, and I was like, okay, this shit's actually pretty good. And you know, I got into you know I read the books, I watched the movies, I did not read Cursed Child because holy shit, no, <laughs> good lord, no, no. That, that, it is terrible, it is terrible. Uh, I I have read enough about it to know, so no, do not come at me saying that I haven't read it, so I can't judge. Yes, I can. Fuck you. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I've, I've of course I watched the movies. Uh, I actually won a contest over the radio. 
to get to see a premiere showing for the first movie when I was a kid, and then get to uh, give a review over over two radio stations, which is oh, really wow. cool. I don't remember what those stations were. I just know they were both uh, Kansas City based. Uh, that that was fun though. Uh, I they said it was like a random draw. I'm not so sure that it was because we also had to like give a reason for why we should be chosen. But I recall that when they drew my name out and they selected me, that they were just like, wait, is this a real person? Because my last name is, of course, Potter. So, there was... Mr. Potter, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Yes, I did! <laughs> what you gonna do about it? Also, he said calmly. He said calmly. Fucking Dumbledore, <laughs> man. Goblet of Fire is the movie that they most screwed up, in my opinion. Jesus. Uh, fun times, though. Also, uh, so I like to go to my local convention that they have every year near me. And I've got a, uh, some pictures of the few uh, of the cast. Unfortunately, one of them I couldn't find. I was trying to scramble to get them all before we started. But uh, here's mm -hmm. uh, myself and my brother, along with, uh, you know, Neville Longbottom. We got that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Draco Malfoy signed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. finally, Very nice. uh, the bastard himself, one of the bastards at least, Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> I also have one yeah, with uh, with the Weasley twins and with Jenny, but that's the one that I couldn't find, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, none of the other actors have been at the convention as of yet, but hey, maybe someday. I would absolutely mm -hmm. One of these days. I mean, you do have Charles Martinet. Yeah, and he's coming back this year. Has come. Holy moly. Yeah, we'll be coming back because this episode will be before the convention. Yeah. Uh -huh. Sweet. Got your Waluigi sign. Do you get something else signed this time? Uh, I might. I'm thinking about it. I just cool. don't know what else I really have. I don't know. A game copy? Yeah, but I wanted to do something so. Waluigi again. I just. There's not much. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, I have Waluigi on my oh, shelf right now, but that's kind of like a plush mm -hmm. toy. You can't really sign those. He could try his best on his face, I guess. That'd be weird. Yeah. Mm. Be like a mob thing. So, uh, either of you have anything you want to say about Harry Potter before we begin? Sure. How about uh, how about you, Kirk? Sure, I do. Kirk can go first. Um... Well, no, I definitely read all the books. Um, there was definitely, like, I mean, that was a big thing. I was a bigger reader growing up, for sure. And I remember um, I actually finished, um, I I finished The Deathly Hallows in one night. So that was a fun Same. one. Mm -hmm. And so here's another funny thing. I actually did end up getting The Cursed Child for my sister for Christmas one year. And I had to know, so I read it. I read her book first, so she didn't need to know that it was slightly used before I gave it to her. But yeah, um, I like Harry Potter a lot. It's a lot of like I don't know. I've always enjoyed it, a lot of the different community kind of things of it. Um, I did tear up during the twentieth anniversary a couple of times, the special, and that's just kind of me. So yes. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. And probably my one fun story that I like to tell people is where I was at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and we had just gotten off the ride. And of course, I'm just thrilled because if you like, there's a lot of like, there's my house 
Hufflepuff. And it's like the least house of like of anything pretty much. If you think about like Hot Topic of like anywhere that's like main mall areas, like they would always like have the stuff for the other three houses. Because yeah. yeah, the good guys and the bad guys of Gryffindor and Slytherin. And then like the cool house, a little bit of the hipster side with Ravenclaw with some of the people where it's kind of like, it's enough of it. It's like, oh, we're the cool ones. We're not involved or whatever. There was never enough Hufflepuff. So I was just happy there was a Hufflepuff section. And I go there and I find a drawstring bag that I wanted. And my friend was offering to pay for it because that was his way of offsetting like the how much he owed for the hotel that we were staying <laughs> at. Fair. Then he went, yeah. So he went to pay for it, and the girl behind the counter was like, oh, so that means you're so you're a Hufflepuff? I am too. And he's like, no, 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 actually, this is just for my friend. And she goes, oh, okay. Is that him? And they turn around, and not only was I running around um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter with a Hufflepuff shirt on already, but they turn, he's buying me a drawstring bag. I have already found a Hufflepuff hat and a Hufflepuff scarf. And I'm like, hi, um, I'm, I, I found these. I'm getting these now. <laughs> So I am just a bumblebee walking across this gift shop. And then I talk to her. Uh, I talk to the cashier. and I'm like, yes, I am said Hufflepuff. And I'm getting these stuff and everything. And then she taught me the secret Hufflepuff handshake. And now I know that. And that's super cool, too. And you can't tell us because, uh, well, I don't know about John here, but I am not Hufflepuff. Uh, all about that Ravenclaw life, actually. It's also secret. People, To be fair, people don't need to know the uh, people don't need to know the Hufflepuff handshake just to get my cooking anyway, so I think it's fine. Do you want to know what the Ravenclaw handshake mm -hmm. is? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait, no, that's my personal one. Actually, sorry, I got them mixed up. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went a different. Yeah, yeah. I went a different way. Live long and prosper. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that we were sorted into the same house, Lister. That makes me Fuck. so happy. Oh, you really no, 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 no. Um, At least I can say that we would not be in the same the same common room because we would be in different years. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. What was that handshake again? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's if that's a uh, house handshake, so it has to be like two parts that you do that, then I'll go like, that'll be a handshake. Uh, <laughs> nope. Anyway. Oh. Um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter has an interesting part of my life. Um, when the first book came out in the late '90s, it was more of my sister's thing than mine. Uh, I I was four years old in 1998, so there wasn't a whole lot of advanced reading to go off of. I think, if anything, I was reading those, uh, you know, the, the, those graded books where you're like, oh, this is uh, an A book, a B book, a C book. Mm. Um, and I was memorizing them and then reciting it to my grandparents who proceeded to make fun of me and say, he's not actually reading, he's four. Um, so he, he only memorized the, the hot dog in a hot tub book. Well, how else do you, how do you memorize it if you're not reading it? Wow. Because I, 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 could, I, could, I could recite it off of, uh, off of nothing. You could hand me a blank piece of paper and be like, the hot dog ran. The hot dog was hot. Um, anyway, with that being said, uh, she was really into it. She she got into it in high school. Uh, just just kind of peak culture for the book releases um, when it when it first got started. 
So I was always kind of trailing behind her and, and wanting to have my own identity. I read her into other fantasy series as I was going up a little more, um, <clears throat> particularly um, things like the Edge Chronicles and, and later on uh, Narnia, Lord of the Rings, whatever. Um, standard fare. And, and eventually looped back around. I did read Harry Potter in elementary school. Uh, by the time I graduated, I think Deathly Hallows came out and again, read that in the night. I think it was the first major media release that I ever Actually, like intentionally read spoilers for because I couldn't wait for it. <laughs> there was, was a like, lot of speculation got... leading up to, to Deathly Hollows. It, it was mm -hmm. nuts. Mm -hmm. There, oh yeah, there was. There was especially for early internet days. Like what, people, what was that? Two thousand. One of the biggest things five? I remember people debating was like, "Who the fuck is Rab?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was huge. Like nobody could figure out who this guy mm -hmm. was. And then yeah, it turned out to be yeah. pretty fucking obvious. But I don't think we, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we knew his middle name at the time. No, no we didn't. Like nah, people, we didn't. like people could guess because we had two out of three. But mm -hmm. yeah, then uh, I remember there was a Barnes and Noble release party, just as there were like around the world. I'm pretty sure. Um, so my sister and me went, of course. It was like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, and I was like, "Oh, it's the last Harry Potter book that um, will ever come out." If only that were true. Um, <laughs> and we got dressed up. She got dressed, uh, I think she got dressed as, as McGonagall or something. Mm. Uh, I got dressed in my dad's robe and tie and was a, uh, figured I would pick up a wand while we were there and, and they gave us some glow in dark glasses. So then I, this is my makeshift outfit. <laughs> <laughs> nice and i walked around a, a bookstore in a bathrobe for three hours hey i mean um, why not it's pretty funny yeah, exactly i mean besides that i mean you know it, it had a it was a big cultural movement it was it was massive when it first came out it's still uh, massive all the movies still is yeah um mm -hmm. to the point where um you know i i still enjoy it kind of falling off the the recent fandom like i didn't do pottermore or anything like that didn't read the Cursed Child, kind of to preserve my own sanity. Um, Time turners are established to not work that way. God damn it! Mm -hmm. I mean, which brings me to my final point: the only thing wrong with Harry Potter now is it's author. the author. That's about it. Yeah, I was going to get Cheers. there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm going to put it this way: the author of Harry Potter is uh, shown themselves to be extremely problematic in recent years, and. Uh, Listen here, bitch. You can't take Harry Potter from us, so you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hey, let's call it what it is. It don't belong. It, it belongs to you, but it don't belong to you. It has long since got, grown beyond her uh, her status. Kind of mm -hmm. like uh, kind of like Peepo and me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nobody even knows what that is besides me. Uh, one day that'll change. No. All right. So, with that, let's go ahead and get into things. Uh, before mm -hmm. we can really assign characters to house, we first need to really define what each house kind of seems to like, why somebody would be sorted into any particular house. Uh, we're going to go over this just so that it's one fresh in all of our minds, and it's also the end of the minds of anybody who's watching, so that there will be less confusion about, like, well, why, what, what's this? Like, well, because we, we told you what it is. Skip back to this point in the video and you can freshen up. 
So, Gryffindors, you know, symbolized by lions in red and gold. Uh, they value bravery, daring, nerve, and chivalry. Uh, they're, you know, sometimes regarded as uh, brave to the point of recklessness, always charging in when they shouldn't be. Uh, short temper. Some, okay, that, sure, that he kind of did not think about that one through, which is fair. Uh, they're known to be short-tempered. Sometimes other houses, especially a certain house, uh, see themselves as uh, overbearing or that they have... Uh, I can't think of the word. When you, what's, what's the word for when you have too much confidence? Arrogance. They sometimes come okay. up as arrogant. Cocky, yeah. Uh, not necessarily something for all of them, but it's not an unfair trait. Uh, then we have Hufflepuffs, you know, Kurt Walker's uh, native house. Who value hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play. Symbolized by a badger in the clothes, yellow and black. Uh, to their chagrin, they are commonly associated with, and Tufflepuff took the rest. But that's not strictly true, although that said, they are extremely welcoming of all kinds. It doesn't matter what your background is. If you need a hug, they're going to give you a goddamn hug. Hufflepuffs are the friendliest of all the houses, for sure. They once become... we're allowed to be, once we're allowed to be six feet within each other again, but okay. Yes. Th then all the hugs. Then y'all motherfuckers watch out. But <laughs> then people outside the house sometimes refer to them as the duffers or just the layabouts. That well, the other houses didn't want them, so they all would step switch all the rejects again. Not something that's strictly true, but in some cases, maybe. Uh, then there's Ravenclaw, my house, and Jono's house. Which values intelligence, knowledge, curiosity, creativity, and wit. Symbolized by the eagle in the colors blue and bronze. Uh, ring claws are also just commonly regarded as like the, the so-called smart kids. Uh, sometimes too smart for their own good. Or, and it may not always be like academic intelligence. Sometimes they're... The, they, so, sometimes there are something like Luna Lovegood where they have such a different realm of things... That everybody just kind of like mocks them for, but it's like, bitch, she is smarter than you could ever dream to be. They have a curiosity about the world. They pay attention to things that are logical and rational. Uh, sometimes they get a little too absorbed in it, though. The final house. Slytherin, symbolized by the snake. And then the color is green and silver. Ambition. Leadership, self-preservation, cunning, and resourcefulness. While they're commonly shown to just be the bad guy house in Harry Potter, that's not... They're, they're not really the bad guy house. That's not where all the villains go. Hello, Peter Pettigrew, Gilderoy Lockhart. There's bad in every house. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's their, it's their uh, ambition, their shrewdness, their cunning. The fact that they're just like, I want to be in charge, and I'm not afraid to do shifty things to be in charge. It kind of gets them labeled as being bad guys. Uh, unfortunately, the books in wider universe really don't show many, if any, non-bad Slytherins. Mm -hmm. And don't come at me saying Severus Snape. Severus Snape is problematic in a variety of ways, and I am not calling uh -huh. him a good guy. No, he did not get redemption. He still was a terrible bully to a lot of school children. Come on. But now that Very that basic... interesting character. Sure, great character, but terrible yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, people romanticize the character, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why? Uh -huh. Oh, in a few ways. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, with those explanations out of the way, 
let the games begin. So uh, I have up here for everybody to see, except for, oh, theory, that kind of screwed up the videos. Oh, no. Oh. Okay, I think I, <laughs> hang on. Oh, shit. Wait, no. It did. No, we're working. Okay, I got it fixed. We're good. We're good. Uh, Am I where I it need to not... be? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's things. Like... It just did not like me having two things being captured at once on the same monitor, but I fixed it out. So got I have it. here a uh, the Tier Maker website, and I've got four tiers for Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. And we're going to debate the characters and uh, start putting them in houses in no particular order. It's just going to be whatever we feel like doing. So do either of you have a character that you would like to start with? I can think of one. Okay. Okay. Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Okay. All right. Interesting <laughs> here. Ah, Captain Falcon. Bounty hunter. Race car driver. He's got, he's got that Falcon punch. He's not afraid to throw himself into an opponent for the sake of mm -hmm. everything. As we see in the F-Zero mm -hmm. anime. Where he... Mm -hmm. Pretty sure died in that explosion. <laughs> It feels like a pretty safe Gryffindor to me. Yeah, absolutely. I really don't see him as anything other than uh, Gryffindor. Nah. <laughs> Maybe there's a smidge no, of Hufflepuff in there, but he's not Ringclaw and he's not Slytherin at all. Huh. Maybe maybe a smidge. I mean, he's definitely. I mean, outside of the race gear, he's uh, when he's off off the job, he's probably a fuckboy. But. Uh... Wow. I mean, the common the common fandom uh, associated with him is that he's a major flirt, especially with Samus. So yeah. That, yeah. There you go. There you go. He, yeah. But that also just puts him in Gryffindor in my mind. Because, again, we have Cormac McLaggen in Gryffindor. And uh, isn't that a joy of a character? Oh, boy. You're right about that. I agree. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's no other way to place to put them and that's why i threw him out there first i figured it would be funny fair enough <laughs> yep. uh who should we do next kurt you know i think this one will be an interesting one to bring up and since it's someone we just mentioned while talking about falcon i'm gonna say let's move on to samus samus aran yep. okay all right another mm -hmm. bounty hunter uh her parents were killed in a space pirate attack by ridley who we might get to later. Uh, <laughs> and then she was raised by the Chozo, a race of bird-like beings, and was pretty much told, like, hey, uh, go protect the universe and know. stuff. Mm -hmm. Not Slytherin. Definitely not Slytherin. No. I'm going to say no to Hufflepuff. Just because she said so. mm -hmm. I feel like she could easily She's be sure because she does, like, she braves all kinds of environments. But I could also see Ravenclaw, because she had to study up and kind of go all out nuts with training uh, in order to to be the person she is. Mm -hmm. I, I think I lean more towards Gryffindor than Ravenclaw. She's extremely adept and, and, and strong. Um, it's difficult to say because you're right, there, there's an underlying um, shrewdness and, and intelligence to the character um, that lies Ravenclaw, but I, I agree that it's more Gryffindor because she uh, knows how to be extremely brutal when necessary. So it's it's putting herself out there just a tad more than, than the rest. Okay. 
But I mean, I I am going to be outnumbered here if you both are more leaning towards Gryffindor. Because I agree it's between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw for her. Mm -hmm. For me, I would probably lean a little more towards Ravenclaw with the idea that it's like, yeah, there's a lot of power behind her that would go for the Gryffindor side. But a lot of it is that it can broach on the side of Reckless, which I think you can attribute a lot to how we talked about Falcon like that. But I don't. I feel like there's a lot, a larger sense of control behind Samus, mm -hmm. in that sense where it's True. it's it's a lot more tactical. And I feel like that mm -hmm. kind of approach is that yeah, there, she can definitely pack a punch. She does have a kind of brutality, but it's with a laser precision that I would attribute the most to Ravenclaw. Interesting. And okay. It's, it's in the demeanor too, and um, something else to consider too is that she was raised by bird people. Yeah. <laughs> is so, he telling the truth, Lister? No, no, he is. He is. Okay. She's raised, okay. The, okay. the Chozo are a race of bird-like creatures. Okay. Uh, like he, he, sure. Humanoid. Humanoid bird-like creatures that uh, take her in after her parents are killed. And they actually alter her DNA. Uh, mm -hmm. Give her a little bit of their own DNA so that she can use the power suit and whatnot. Gain new abilities. It's like a blood elf, but more effective. Sure. But uh, I, I see both your points with Samus. Uh, like, I definitely think she is, she has Gryffindor and Ravenclaw-like uh, qualities about her. But I feel, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I lean more on the Gryffindor side of it just because, like, she is more, uh, well, she has, like, the, the tactical and the strateginess of it. And she can be calm and collected. She also just has, like, a lot of Gryffindor brashness, uh, especially in regards to the baby. The baby Metroid <laughs> that she's able to rescue, which gives her, which you know, she's got a strong Hufflepuff connection to that baby Metroid. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. And also, now that I'm really thinking about it, she really defers to uh, to Adam as Adam. well. Makes her a little bit more complicated there. Still, definitely no Slytherin. Holy shit, definitely not a Slytherin. But mm -hmm. hmm. it's hard to say, isn't it? There, there's that initial reaction, but it's a, it's more complicated than I thought. See, in, in part of her gameplay, like she does a lot of like at least in the prime games, you can scan a bunch of things and learn lore about where you are. But mm -hmm. is that something that mm -hmm. the players learn? Is that something that Samus is actually interested in? I actually don't know because if it's something that Samus is actually interested in, then you know what? That's a lot of heavy points towards Ravenclaw. But I think for the moment, I'm. Girls got guts like all hell. Gryffindor. <laughs> um, to your point about the scanning, it it is a canon material. It's not just for the player. So she is scanning. So I don't know if that changes any of your opinion, ultimately. Uh, huh. I'm extremely on the fence. Yeah. This reminds me of, of Blathers. And uh, a fair bit. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Versus Rossetti. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, uh, Kerb, Kerb puts a fair argument. Um, and, you know, when you, when you take this into mind, I mean, you have a few more obvious Gryffindors on this list that we will get to. Um, <laughs> and, and the brashness is there. But because the character has these additional elements of a... Uh, analysis to her that are that are prevalent to the character that these other characters don't have and, and it's something that they contrast 
um, between one another with. I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm going to say Ravenclaw, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So save us boost from Gryffindor to Ravenclaw, then. All right, I'm uh, okay with that. It, that one is very easy to see either way, though. So, like, yeah. I'm still sticking mm-hmm. with May Ravenclaw, but it's like if I was outvoted for Gryffindor, I would, it would still make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. some characters are hat stalls, and Samus could be a hat stall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, according to most quizzes that I've taken, I would be a Ravenclaw Slytherin split. So, there's that. I would be Ravenclaw Gryffindor, they say. So I thought I was a Hufflepuff and then kind of Ravenclaw. I know you, I know I took the quiz and I had different percentages that Lister's seen, and I think Ravenclaw was my second. But uh, it's super. I I don't have that information on it anymore, unfortunately. I've tried uh, finding it, and that quiz is gone. I hate that. Yeah. And it made more sense in the Pottermore, which also bugged me because I think there was a period. I don't know if you guys they know changed about this. the they changed how the quiz works. Yes. At one point in Pottermore, to where if you have too many points in one direction they put you in like the opposite house it's like what because i'm like mm-hmm. i'm trying to combat people who are trying to get specific ones but some people are answering legit and now it's just like like i took it again to see what happened and it gave me fucking grip and works like you know i am <laughs> not a fucking griffin. that is my least house thank you i i think that's what happened exactly to me so guess which house pottermore thinks i'm in slytherin yep yeah Podmore, much like J.K. Rowling, got weird in its later years. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, let's pick another character here. I'm going to choose one that I think is a bit of a blank slate and could be interesting to talk about, even though I kind of feel like there's some lean. And I'm going to... Let's let's take with the Villager from Animal Crossing next. <laughs> so, the Villager <laughs> is an avatar character that the player controls. They invent everything about them. Oh, but uh, in each Animal Crossing game, you, you arrive to a new town, city, island, whatever the setting is for that particular Animal Crossing game, and you first thing you get is a house, and you're told, hey, give me money and pay off your house that I just built for you. It's like, all right, sure. So you go around doing things for other people. You're helping out all around the island. You're trying to make friends with the village. You're trying to make the place... Be a nice place for people to, to, to live and see new, new people to move in. In Animal Crossing A New Leaf, you somehow become the mayor. And you're literally in charge of the town. And to me, it is an easy, 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 easy bet for Hufflepuff. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not Slytherin? There's, there might be a tinge. You know, they... There might be a tinge in there. But no, I'm they, going they have a, an underhanded streak to them. Um, they they hit villagers. They they hit their fellow villagers with shovels and Guilty. bug nets to get by, Guilty. and and drop off tarantulas in front of their houses. Uh, and they and they hide pitfalls in the ground. Yeah, hide pitfalls in the ground. Uh, gy- uh, have gyroids out there that shoot up at other players into the sky and. Just all sorts of stuff. Just, just so much cunning and 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 not to mention I mean, the serial killer. The, the Smash, for, yes, the, the Smash fan base does have a nickname for the villager being the Killager because his cold, cold eye stare, which ah. is like, commonly funny. depicted with an axe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Animal a fan of it. Flash, The Shining. 
Yeah. Yeah. Here's Villager. <laughs> that that said, uh, <laughs> when looking at like the actual Animal Crossing games and taking out as much yeah. the player controlledness as it is, just looking at like what happens in the game, I do feel like the Villager is overall a very benevolent character who is actually trying to help people mm -hmm. and make things nice. So it's Hufflepuff. Mm -hmm. They're they're friends. To, they they try to be friends to everyone, preferably. I mean, in, in the in the canon. Animal yeah. Crossing lore, which is very full of depth. Uh, they're so they're definitely and also to to serve to their uh, Hufflepuff nature too. They get suckered into uh, paying off a almost unpayable house loan, which is uh, definitely disqualifies them from Ravenclaw at the very least. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say only a Hufflepuff. Would let themselves get duped and have to work it just like like have to work it off like that. Like I don't like I try. I I'm trying to think of like putting the other houses in that situation, dealing with that bill from Tom Nook, and I'm like, yeah, every other house would have handled it differently somehow. There would have been different kinds of games because they killed Nook mm -hmm. and now it's a survival game. But no, that was it. Was very that's it's such a Hufflepuff. The, everything mm -hmm. about that is very Hufflepuff. I can't say otherwise. Which is a little funny to say here in my Hufflepuff shirt. But yes. <laughs> well, Village is invited to Curb's house, so at least it's that. Uh -huh. Maybe we can hold a, uh, an announcement ceremony at Curb's house at some point. I'm going to yeah. charge him 10,000 bells. <laughs> wow. I'm going to find a new place in my fishing tournament now. Thanks. It wasn't going to be here in the first place. Not now it isn't! No, like, what do you mean not now? It was already decided otherwise. Stop yeah. acting like you had to say in it. I had some say in it because I organized the fishing tournament. Didn't you know? Oh, I said we were never going to have a say of it being here. I mean... Moving on. Who are we going to do next? Jono, who are we going to do next? Like within the scope of this game? Yes, obviously. Okay. Uh, let's see. Looking at the list. Looking at the list. Looking at the list. How about uh, mm, Ganondorf? Ganondorf. Okay, Ganondorf, the king or lord of all evil. Uh, <laughs> first male Gerudo born in what thousands of years? Some shit. Hmm. So it's kind of yep. odd his the lore there, but all right. Uh, evil. Very player. very evil. Yeah. Uh, the. Reincarnation of sorts of Demise. He wants a Triforce of Power. He wants to he wants to rule Hyrule. He wants to kill Link, kill the princess. He wants to rule. I feel like it's kind of obvious here. Hufflepuff. So Hufflepuff, yes. Yeah. No, it's a I also just realized yeah, no, they intentionally chose Ganondorf right after Falcon and they share a moveset pretty much. So, interesting. Uh, either which way, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's all too, all too, uh, obvious, is it? Do you not think, okay, if you don't think it is, then give me a serious pitch. A non-Garfield pitch. A non-bullshit pitch. I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing this shirt, so I can't be Garfield tonight, unfortunately. Um... <laughs> No, there's 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 no 
pitch to make. I mean, he's extremely intelligent, but he's far too vile to be he, he's intelligent in the cutting and ambition categories he's not intelligent mm-hmm. in the i mean he he might be intelligent in the academics but he he puts his intelligence mm-hmm. towards his ambitions and cunning and willingness right. to brutalize people from limb to limb yeah well because he's he's so rash maybe and and brave to go out there i mean you, you might think he has this well, remember that not every Slytherin has intelligence. Uh, Crab and Goyle, say ah. hi. Oh, God. Crab and Goyle uh, <laughs> should not be in Slytherin, by the way. They are Hufflepuffs. Nope, I'm not claiming. <laughs> <laughs> they are loyal to Malfoy. That's their primary trait. Their primary traits are being stupid and being loyal to Malfoy. <laughs> Now, I'm oh not using God, the stupidness like as a trait for Hufflepuff, but I am using the loyalty as a trait for Hufflepuff. Give me another personality <laughs> trait that those two have. I dare you. Accidentally killing themselves. Only one of them actually dies. Only one of Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. If you want to be technical about it, they both do in some way. <laughs> okay, if you want to be technical, everybody dies. <laughs> Does that mean uh, we're part of the Harry Potter lore? Yes. Uh, so, Curb, who should we talk about next? Well, I didn't even get to say what house I thought he was going to be in. Oh, uh, this is... Okay. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with Zantok. He's absolutely okay. Slytherin. All right. Oh, I'm... right. Slytherin. I, I didn't even know that was a house. That's right. Okay. What about Wampus? What about let's move on so we don't only get through two we... characters tonight? We are not doing the, and we are also not doing the United the state the houses of the United States school. Stop that. Okay. Nobody knows them anyways. Pukwudgie, Wampus, Horn Serpent, and Thunderbird. I think. Okay, but I mean, like nobody knows what they are. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like nobody knows what each house is for. I don't remember nice off the top face. Of my head. Screenshotting that later. <laughs> I'm sure I have a few as well. I I I know. I just remember mine for the Pugwudgie because that's like the Hufflepuff serpent of was gold. the Ravenclaw equivalent. Right. Of because yours is the one of mind. Mine's the one of soul and stuff like that. Yeah. I think Thunderbird's the one of might. I think I I'm very, I could be wrong. Possibly. I haven't looked in a while. I, We're, it's a weird. Nobody cares about Ilvermorny. Literally nobody. Okay. I'm going to keep moving. Yes, so please. Zantok brought up a one that is supposed to be more of a blank slate. And let's be real. If we're thinking of someone that is a blank, who is possibly the blankest of slates, where, okay, what would they fit into? They fit into everything in some way. That would be Kirby. So Kerbwalkers has to oh. bring up Kirby. Uh, okay, that's not where <laughs> I thought we were going with blankest of slates. But Kirby, okay. Kirby... You know, my first thought was Hufflepuff, but I don't think that's accurate. Kirby is mm-hmm. not Hufflepuff. Kirby, if you fuck with his food, he will fuck you up. It's just like, you don't even have to have fucked with his food. He can just think that you fuck with his food. He'll be like, bitch, we're going to fight King Dede. I don't care if you had nothing to do with it. I think you did. Let's fight. Kirby's a Gryffindor. Kirby, <laughs> despite what the despite how he first appears, he is aggressive little shit. He also gets fooled 
pretty easily. Which, to be fair, again, you know, Gryffindors are uh, kind of hotheads at times. And it's not that difficult to trick a hothead. Uh, how, how many times has somebody tried to get Kirby to be like, hey, help me do a thing? Which, you know, Hufflepuff traits. But then Kirby just gets like, wait, you were a bad guy? And I just helped you? Ah, uh, I guess I gotta whoop your ass now. Like, that many times. At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't remember three, but there's probably, but there's definitely more, probably. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a common occurrence for Kirby. Uh, and sometimes, like, people just don't have to, don't have anything to do with what's going on. He's just like, I'm gonna beat you up. Get over it. Yeah. I beat he, you up and yeah. eat you up. He <laughs> swallows people and steals their shit. Kirby's not a nice person. He is he not. Bars. Yeah. He's he's kind of just like a high entity. He is he is beyond humanity. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, oh. rich in nature. Without humanity. It's hard to look at Kirby otherwise after there will he's be He's an Eldritch so. abomination. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. 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 Uh, all right. He is all four houses. He ate all four of the headmasters, and he just has a hat that's all four of them. He is Hogwarts. He's everyone. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> no. Um, honest, Jono, do you want to go ahead instead? Oh, I'm a, I'm a blister on this one. I, th- I think Gryffindor. I'm, I, I think I will side with you on that one. There's a whole lot of Hufflepuff. I was wanting to make the joke about all the food and all the eating, but a lot of how he goes in very brazenly and recklessly with a lot of the stuff. And it's very, honestly, when I play him in Super Smash, that's how I play Kirby. I am very much like, I am just going to come in as a rock and deal with you, okay? Is Kirby the most aggressive Kirby. Nintendo protagonist? Because I think he is. I could see it. Yeah. Like, pe- people mock yeah. how the American box art for Kirby games always make Kirby look angry, while the Japanese uh, box art always have him like, looking all smiley and happy. But no, I think the American boxer's actually got it right for once. He's a she's a shithead. Mm-hmm. It, it's they got it right with Kirby and they got it right with the first Mega Man. I'm not sure where else. Oh, uh-huh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> let's not talk about bad box art Mega Man. All right. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't appear as a playable character or anything. Uh-huh. Let's All see right. here. Who 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 should I who should I bring up here? Uh huh. Let's talk the most recent and final character added to the game, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Sora, <laughs> I feel like, is a hat stall again. Not with Slytherin, mm-hmm. not with Ravenclaw. He's a bit of a dunce at times. Mm-hmm. But he's got a lot of the Gryffindor bravery, foolishness. Uh, he charges in without thinking. But, but, I feel like Sora is very very clearly a Hufflepuff. The beginning of his journey starts out with him wanting to get on a boat with his friends, Riku and Kairi. And then when shit happens and they get separated, what is at the core of Sora's journey? Reunite with Sora and uh, with Riku yep. and Kairi. Friendship, the power of the mm-hmm. heart. It's all about Kingdom Hearts, hearts, friendships, bonds. Heart of cards. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> sir. You, oh, right. You, you, Chain of memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I feel it's like Sora <laughs> is all about bonds and friendship. Kingdom Hearts in general is, and the fact that like his whole being like it's always about Riku and Kyrie. Well, yeah, there's also some other things to come up along the way, 
Yeah. I feel like that's the core of his journey and his story. I feel like he's Hufflepuff very easily. I think so, yeah. too. A fair argument. And an he's, easy one to make. It is. He's he's so Hufflepuff. I I see so many of those Gryffindor um, like qualities in there, but it's it's all Hufflepuff, and that's where it's coming from. Yeah, because it's very that I think that was a big thing where, like, this charging forward kind of thing. There was a comparison that was made between, like, the part where in the end of the seventh book where they compare what all four of the different houses do when they're talking mm -hmm. about going to fight, because it's like they bring up some of those considering where they're most likely to like not want to side with any of the Hogwarts people. Obviously, they have people on their side. The Ravenclaw were kind of thinking it through, kind of there was more debate on it. Gryffindor was the most ready for a fight about it. Yeah. So it was almost more about the fight than what they were wanting to achieve. And the Hufflepuff part, yeah, they stood up just as readily as Gryffindor, but for the wrong reasons, not for the wrong reasons, for different reasons than Gryffindor. To protect. As there's, yes. And I think that right there, that, that thought process that was explaining the reason why Gryffindor stood up so fast versus why Hufflepuff stood up so fast, that is Sora. That is Sora right there on the Hufflepuff side. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, don't get Sora wrong. He will absolutely stay, uh, fight for everyone. He'll get in mixed things, but he primarily fights for his friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realized what I was saying as I said it. Yeah. Right. Was it there was... Hmm? I'm trying to think of something... Yes, uh, uh, I just thought of an even better example of it. Okay. Uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2, the part where um, Hollow Bastion's under attack and Mickey is like, you guys have to go after them or whatever, telling Donald and Goofy and Sora to go and leave the battle going on. I know, I have a sh... <laughs> not, that was no, not the that best Mickey impression. But... Reminds me of my Elmo one. That, exactly. But that's the whole point of it where it's like, Mickey's even telling them to leave, but they're like, they're my friends too, we still have to help. And they're like, we're sorry about it, Mickey, we gotta go, just to like, get back in the battle and help all the Hollow Bastion people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're, 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 I know you're telling us to go to us, but these are our friends, we're helping them too. Yeah. And, uh, if, if this was Riku and Smash, Slytherin. Ah. Oh, so Talk true. about ambition. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also <laughs> would be such a, like, a good, like, Example of a of like a doesn't have to be the bad yeah yeah doesn't have to be the bad guy yeah. And before we move on, just one more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Jono, you're next. Give us a character. Who are we going with now? Okay. Oh, I was thinking something in the realm of Pokemon, and I was leaning one way, but after one vocal impression, I think I'm leaning the other. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I did warn you. He finds as many excuses as he can to break off Jigglypuff. There is so oh my god, Zantok, I know you were I know you watched the Drawfee. There is like this will be quick, but like they were talking about how if any no one can look like they're not creepy and while trying to imitate Jigglypuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's pretty true. And they were like, see, that coming from your bearded face. And then the problem is you try to do Jigglypuff, you get too stitch sometimes. That happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I already know where Jigglypuff's going in my head. So yeah. 
I do too. But I could be oh, wrong. Me too. Yeah. Is that who you're picking, or are you choosing someone else? Oh, I'm picking Jake Lupa. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, so Jigglypuff, oh uh, I'm immediately thinking Slytherin. You win. <laughs> Wait! Mm. Oh my god! No, no, I'm serious. I'm immediately <laughs> thinking know. Slytherin for Jigglypuff. Uh, it's uh, like I, I'm pulling, I like exactly I'm pulling why. from the anime here. Yeah, you know why? Because in the early seasons of the anime, Jigglypuff would follow around Ash and Company, and it's like. They just wanted to hear people sing. They just wanted the people to listen to their song without falling asleep. And when they fell asleep, because, you know, it's a possibility, uh, Jigglypuff got all pissed and would use their marker on people's faces and get revenge. Then there might be a little bit of Gryffindor in there because it's just like, you know, fuck war with people. But I don't know where the fuck else it can go. It's not it's Ravenclaw. It's not Hufflepuff. Slytherin. Right? Can't be Hufflepuff because it doesn't have friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't ready for that. Like the people that often interpret it. The irony of that is that Igglypuff requires friendship to evolve. <laughs> well, uh, it doesn't mean it never had friends. It just means it lost them for reasons. Ah, uh, there. <laughs> I. Th- I think I think it's very easy for Jigglypuff to be a Slytherin in that sense. Just be I mean that's what's so strange about it because it's specifically like the character of Jigglypuff, not that every Jigglypuff is a Slytherin, but I get it, it's mm-hmm. a weird combo. Yeah. Cuz like we're we're going to go to Pichu and it's like Pichu's not like we're not we're not thinking of a specific Pichu. Like all the other ones, we'll be thinking of a specific Pikachu, a specific Mewtwo, a specific Greninja for all these cases. And the, the Jigglypuff makes sense. The Jigglypuff we know is very Slytherin. That's that. What makes it uh, interesting with some of these characters? Like, what the fuck do you do for Rob or Mr. Game and Watch or fucking Twilight? All all the Avatar like characters. What do you do? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gloss over them and not talk about them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, is is there any disagreement though on Jigglypuff, or can we move on? Slytherin. Jigglypuff may disagree. That's about it. Okay. Uh, Curb, then. It's back to you. Uh, who are we talking to talk about next? Hmm. How about... Russell! Yoshi! Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I definitely want to leave. What's the least... best Yoshi game? Hmm? Yeah, Curb, what's the best Yoshi game? Um, Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> I'll accept it. Sure. Oh my. I haven't played, like, I haven't played every single game on this list. I haven't played many of the Yoshi ones, so. Have you played any Yoshi games? Yes, I Which played the Yoshi played? one. I got traumatized because I got sick of seeing every time I lose this Yoshi and they took baby Mario away. I was not thrilled. I was not a fan. So you don't think Yoshi's Out is the best Yoshi game? I don't. I don't remember it. I feel like I've played it, but I don't remember it, so I can't give a good assessment Yoshi's on it. Touch and Go is the best Yoshi game compared to saying. That's a real game. <laughs> He's not fucking with you. Oh, God. I'll show you Touch and Go. 
for already racing. have once. Okay. Uh, true. Anywho, uh, so Yoshi, uh, again, you know, it's like what Yoshi are you talking about? Because the Yoshis that you play as in Yoshi's mm-hmm. Island aren't really the Yoshi that we know in modern Mario. They're just different Yoshis, which is kind of interesting. Because uh, mm-hmm. at least my assumption is that the Yoshi that we know and love is uh, a Yoshi that Mario probably has from an egg in Super Mario World, which many years after Yoshi's Island could be a descendant. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of feel like Yoshi is under the Hufflepuff banner. Whether you're looking at Yoshi's Island or you're looking at more modern war, uh, Mario games, Yoshi's always fun. He's friendly. Uh, he's kind. He helps out whoever needs his help. Uh, him and his whole race rescued a baby in one game and then a bunch of babies in another game. Uh, just helping them get Too home. many babies. I just... Yeah, arguable. <laughs> I, I just feel like Yoshi definitely falls under the Hufflepuff thing. Like, he's not Slytherin, mm-hmm. he's not Ravenclaw. I can see some Gryffindor in there. But I feel like Yoshi's mm-hmm. a Hufflepuff. Sure. Sure. Um, I, I'm in agreement. There, there's a lot of as there is with all of the hero characters, a lot of Gryffindor. Uh, but I, I am in agreement because Yoshi, um, common common denominators of the Yoshi games are uh, uniting in the power of friendship, almost like Kingdom Hearts, but with a lot more uh, sing-alongs. And, oh, not too many more sing-alongs, but, but a few more sing-alongs. And this way, we'll um, dance and we'll play. Like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too <laughs> many sing-alongs. We already discussed Sora. Uh-huh. I mean, Yoshi's story does have a place called the Super so, Happy Tree. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So who could who could live at the Super Happy Tree and sing that song? Yoshi, Hufflepuff. other than Hufflepuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Hufflepuff. Yeah, definitely. I get Yoshi. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> As Yoshi would say. Yeah, you do know that Discord's uh, voice expression thing just really fucks you up when you try and do those sounds, right? Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so, next character here, jumping ahead. Uh, there's another series that has a lot of characters that we have not touched yet. And I think it's time to talk about some Fire Emblem. Specifically, let's bring on Robin, the tactician huh. from Fire Emblem Awakening, who wakes up one day under a tree... Doesn't know who he is, but then this other dude's like, "Hey, uh, I'm pretty much the prince of this kingdom. What the fuck are you doing here?" And then he joins them in as their tactician in war, and pretty much saves all their asses on a consistent basis. The dude mm-hmm. is uh, skilled in the blade and in magic. He studies the fuck up. He's got books on him like crazy. I feel like he's a very clear Ravenclaw. Uh, he's not afraid to get in the middle. Of shit um, and try and solo at times, but he he's much more of a scholar than he is a fighter. I think. I think in the and and you see it in some of the character interactions with uh, most famously uh, Robin and, and Tharja, um, among others. Um, to to all of your points, very very academic character. Yes, um, although are we sure? Um, I'm not I'm not entirely certain here. There, there could be Slytherin in Robin as well. Uh, incredibly ambitious. The, I, or, uh, I, I guess it depends on, on which timeline you're talking about. I, I see what you're saying. 
But that's not technically Robin. Mm. That is an entity possessing <laughs> Robin. So no, I would not take that into my judgment. Okay. Okay. Well, still very ambitious. Leads an army after... Uh, I mean, just because you lead a group of people doesn't mean you're ambitious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. He wasn't looking for any oil kickbacks? No. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Gerb, what do you say there about Robin? Interesting. I'm going to lean towards... The Ravenclaw for it. A lot of the ways you were describing a lot of it, the tactician part, mm -hmm. the more of a scholar part, and the, like, often coming in to, like, cover, save other people's butts and kind of thing. I was getting very strong Hermione vibes from there, and not, where it's kind of the sense where it's like, it's that, it's like, yeah, she's a Gryffindor, but those kind of attributes are like her Ravenclaw side for attributing to helping her people. Mm -hmm. Her people, you know what I mean. Her, mm -hmm. her friends and everything. Yeah. I... From what I'm getting on all of this, I would absolutely have to say Ravenclaw. I, I think, in my opinion here, when you brought up Hermione, I think part uh, part of what put Hermione over the edge of the Gryffindor, because she is said to be a hat stall, uh, uh -huh. is the fact that she's not afraid to tell her friends, listen, you're an idiot. Stop it. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. You listen to me. I have an idea. Follow my lead. Uh -huh. She's not afraid to mm -hmm. slap people upside the head as needed. Or... Throw a punch in a bully's face. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But uh, huh. with that, Jono, you got the next pick. Okay. Oh, my vote for Robin was Hufflepuff. Um, really? Just kidding. It's... I mean, I, no, I see no. the qualities in there, but mm -hmm. I didn't think they were strong. No, 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 no. It, it's clear. It's clearly Ravenclaw. It always, it always was. Um, let's see. How about, um, hmm, uh, the Ice Climbers? Okay. <laughs> the ice oh, boy. Popo and Nana, <laughs> uh, relationship unknown. Could they be the brother and sister? Could they be cousins? Could they be lovers? Nobody fucking knows. They might just be friends. Or they maybe they met when they at the mount with the same goal. We don't know. We have no idea their origins. All we really know is they climbed a mountain together one day to uh, recover their stolen vegetables from a condor. But they seem happy enough. Um, oh, very happy. Very I happy feel like they're Hufflepuffs. They're, they're Hufflepuffs. Well, oh. yeah. Think about all that they did just together, though. Hufflepuff. They're mounting a mountain. They're, they're Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. Because, yeah, they went mm -hmm. to go recover the stolen vegetables, but they also braved um, the tallest mountain. It, it's it's called Icicle Mountain, and it's uh, also known for being an infinite glacier. Oh, God. And they braved climbing <laughs> it, fighting off topies and polar bears, and braving the condor itself. That's There's some Gryffindor in there with them. Oh. And they're a virtual Blake Very... character, so I can say what I want, and I'm going to put them in Gryffindor because I think it's a fun idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what do you think, Kerb? Mm. 
I mean, this is the tough one because, like, this is one of those ones where, like, my experience with them is not their game. It is Super Smash Bros. Nobody's experience with them is their game. And also, okay. if you do have experience with their game, I apologize. I've played it <laughs> and it's hell. Fair. It's not an easy game. <laughs> I think I'm going to lean towards Gryffindor. All the Hufflepuff stuff is like usually based more on the loyalties. Like it's the loyalty between each other, but it's like you know what, Crab and Goyle are loyal to each other, and it's not spe it's not specifically what made them Hufflepuff or not Hufflepuff. I think like they're very driven in what they're trying to do and get their stuff back from the Condor, and it just seems a lot like with like how that they are, how that they are. Yay! I'm speaking so articulately. I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards Gryffindor for them actually. Alright. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um the uh the only striking thing that that comes out of Sufflepuff is that they are climb scaling a mountain for vegetables specifically. Uh <laughs> otherwise, um I, I, I agree with the two of you. Okay. I don't think anybody would have really mm -hmm. called that out as a Gryffindor candidate before we began. But I right? like that it happened. I agree. That's I, the fun of I, it. That's the fun of it. That's the fun of this. Yeah, especially <laughs> with these more uh, blank slate characters. Just like, it's hard. It's what do you pull from? Uh, there's some very minor things. Right? Make an argument. It's interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. Right. Nobody else from their village was willing to go. It was. It was on them. So they were just like, "Fuck it, I'm in." Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Curb. The next pick is yours. The next pick is mine. Yeah. Okay. I am thinking about it. I think this is going to be one of the weirder ones where I kind of want to get out of the way because it's one of those split character things where it's kind of like, okay, how are we going to talk about this? Um, mm -hmm. So I am going to bring up Zelda. Okay. So to be clear, uh, this is discussing just Zelda and not Sheik. Because Sheik could Sheik. be in her okay. own category. Who knows? We'll see if we get to her. That's what I was wondering. Okay. So, Princess Zelda, there's been many incarnations of her. But some qualities that tend to always be there is that she is uh, very smart. She is the wielder of the Triforce of Wisdom for a reason. Uh, mm -hmm. Some different versions of her, you know, she's been an inventor. She's been a scholar. She's been uh, w willing to wield a sword. Gets kidnapped an mm -hmm. awful lot. Or has to be rescued in some manner. Maybe she's put in a magical sleep. Maybe she's holding back a great demon beast and literally cannot leave wherever the fuck she is. Who knows? <laughs> she's also uh, quote, uh, more or less a descendant of a goddess or like has the embodiment of their power. I don't remember the lore behind that because what the fuck? Skyward Sword. But uh, Zelda, I feel, is Ravenclaw with a twinge of Gryffindor, but Ravenclaw. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's in the name of the Triforce here. Yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else you could I don't know how else you could split that one, honestly. It's just it is that laid out there that that's what she is, so. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. <laughs> All right. Quick and easy. Okay. okay. Love yeah, it. That was an easy one. Yeah. Let's get to some more. From good... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to discuss next 
Mm, what's something we haven't hit yet? Falco Lombardi of Star Fox. So Falco is the oh, ace pilot of the Star Fox team. Uh, number two, rests behind Fox himself as far as the team is concerned. He has a problem with getting ahead of himself and thinking he's the top shit to ever top shit. Extremely ah, cocky. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. He's always down for a fight. And even when he's just like, I retired, but you needed a pilot, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Even if I'm like 87, I'm a day away from death. He's he's hopping in that army. He's ready to go. That's Gryffindor. That's Gryffindor. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Also a bit yeah, of an yeah. asshole. It's a bit. Yeah, he's a, it's a wee bit. All right. Sounds like there's no disagreement. <laughs> okay. John. Okay. Who do you have? Okay. This is actually This is actually interesting to me. Let's let's do Sheik, and, and see what that. Okay. All right. Sheik next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Sheik is a little bit complicated. Uh, Sheik is an alternate identity of Zelda, but but while so, some believe that it's just Zelda dressed up as Sheik, some say that Zelda is actually transforming herself into another body entirely. It's complicated, and I'm not going to get into that at this point in time. But Sheik is uh, the final, I believe the final sage in Ocarina of Time, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, knows how to play an Ocarina. Teaches Link how to play the Ocarina and do all kinds of weird magic shit with it. She's a ninja. She can throw needles. Apparently she can use a whip, according to Smash, at least. Uh, there's a lot of Ravenclaw in here, partly because she is another form of Zelda. The sage. Yes. Uh, I don't think I... Mm -hmm. Definitely not Slytherin. I'm not so sure about putting her in Gryffindor. I could see some Hufflepuff. Partly because, like, she's not, like, taking center stage. She's more, like, helping out Link and trying to make sure that the people are okay. Uh -huh. And th people okay, like, through him helping her and whatnot. But I'm, I'm really unsure between the two. I feel like I lean Ravenclaw. But what do you guys think? Kind of. I would lean Ravenclaw as well, but it's it's kind of a soft lean hmm. for the reasons you had mentioned. I, th I think with with the boldness of the character, there there is a little more Gryffindor in there, in my opinion. Ditto. I'm gonna probably say more Ravenclaw too. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as the Sheik Zelda split, I guess they're both Ravenclaw. So that was easier than we thought. Yep. There you go. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> it, it Sheik would be a complicated hey, one for the Sorting Hat to deal with. It's like one, I didn't mm -hmm. I just sort you. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> but also, your personality is a little bit different. Wait, what the fuck? How the Sorting Hat deal with split personality disorder? Mm hmm. I have. Go. I have something there for a go. different I series know. I want to say. What series? We'll get Moon Knight in there. You know what series, Antok. Oh, with a, yeah. With I another do. skit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a couple options, actually, in that series. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, but next character is yours, and a character from that series is not in Smash, so you gotta pick somebody else. No, okay. 
Some of these I'm not 100% sure on even who they are, which is even worse. <laughs> okay. <Ooh. laughs> I know, right? Um, how about Ness? Ness. Okay. Oh, so Earthbound. Ness from Earthbound, whose journey begins when a meteorite crashes in his town and a magical fly from the future is like, there's a prophecy. You're a chosen... A what? A prophecy. Okay, you're, I thought you were at first. Oh. No, you're a chosen child. You and three others are the only hope the world has. And then Ness's childhood bully is just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Why he thinks he was one of them, I don't fucking know. But so Ness was on a and journey, he just after learning about this prophecy. And he fights a lot of weird shit. Saves uh -huh. people. Stops uh, some bad guys from being bad. Uh... Mm -hmm. Hufflepuff? I don't feel like he's... I mean, maybe, maybe Gryffindor... Yeah. There's a lot of power of friendship kind of stuff there. Uh -huh. uh, between, like, the eight memory... Or eight melodies, sorry. Uh, the, the Your Sanctuary. Uh, I, I feel like he's just, like... Very much power of heart. What? Again, we already did Sora! Stop it! No, can't make me. That's <laughs> two strikes. <laughs> but I get all the strikes now. You can't kick me out yet. Okay, well, Ness has a baseball bat, and he will hit you with it. I'm not pissing Ness off right now, though. I'm pissing you off. You might be. There you go. Because you're not giving him his rating. Are you Are you Ness? Am I Ness? I'm Hufflepuff. Well, he's Hufflepuff. I think he's Hufflepuff, too. Right. Very power of friendship. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. I agree. I agree. Easy. All Easy. right. Then. Once you get into it. Mm hmm. I. Moving on. Let's go with Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, brother. So, Donkey Kong, depending on how you look at him, uh, Donkey Kong could be the characters from the original uh, arcade games, or he didn't appear until the original Donkey Kong Country. My view of the character has always been this is Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country. And that's one huh. from the old arcade games, is his grandfather, Cranky Kong. Who is his father? Well, unfortunately, mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Jr. has not been seen in many years. Not counting Mario Kart Tour. But, <laughs> uh, as far as this incarnation of Donkey Kong is concerned, he is a bit of a lazy layabout. Uh, and he only really went out to go do shit when his bananas got stolen. <laughs> and then he gets kidnapped. <laughs> And then I think he gets kidnapped yep. again. And then there's a bunch of weird side games about shit that I don't know about. And then his the animals all get hypnotized, so he goes out to help the animals. And then Vikings attack. Hufflepuff, because he he wants his bananas back. He doesn't he doesn't go out to to fight the Kremlings to fight the Kremlings. He wants his bananas back. And then yep. country returns is like. All the animals have gone crazy, and also I'm pretty sure his bananas got stolen and returned as well. So I just feel like he's Hufflepuff. He's just he's just a big old peaceful dude until you steal his bananas, and then he's coming for you. Sure, mm. sure. Um, yeah, and and when you take into to context the the excellent uh, Fox Kids television show for Donkey Kong Country as well. And you and you take into mind like his hit song, "You Make Love Like a Golden Banana." Uh, I, what's 
that could be interpreted context. I think he was talking about symbolic love. Like okay, let's continue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you want more disambiguation? Okay, so no. Uh, continue uh, with the with the verdict. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, let's get off the gold. Let's, like, Jono, get, get off, off the, the golden, golden banana. banana. Get off of it. <laughs> I know you're enjoying this too much, but Lister get off of it. Lister's ready to cancel the show now. Lister wants to get through more characters in the time that we mm -hmm. have left. <laughs> okay. Sure. I mean, I mean, okay, that's fair. I mean, I mean, I think I think Azurda would feel the same way. Uh, Hufflepuff. Okay. Looks like we all agree then. Yeah, he's he's not Ravenclaw. He's not Slytherin. It's a lot. I know that the, there's the tempt of like the big burly like has a lot of the power of the Gryffindor side, but like the motive side behind of it, yeah. Definitely Huff, mm -hmm. Hufflepuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jono, who's the next character we're going to talk about? Oh yeah, I get to choose. Um. How about uh, Ken? Ken? Ken from Street Fighter. The American, whatever yeah, the fuck one. his title is. Okay. Ryu's rival. Uh, they both studied together. Uh, Ryu probably studied a little bit harder. But they're both uh, very capable fighters. Ken... Uh, Hmm. Again, I'm thinking Gryffindor or Hufflepuff here, but I feel like it's a much harder lean towards Gryffindor with Ken. Not just because, you know, he uses fire, which, mm -hmm. you know, fire is also associated with Gryffindor. But, um, he's really not afraid to mix things yeah. up. I don't know too much about yeah, Street Fighter lore, yeah. but that's kind of where I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in the Street Fighter lore, which is as convoluted as you would expect it would be for Street Fighter lore. Um, Ken and, and Ryu, I mean, for, for all purposes, they're they're the ambivalent, um, I mean, rather benevolent characters. They're they're the the flagship fighters. They're they're uh, who everyone comes to see, and they and they want to have a good time, and then defeat the Shadowloo organization that is somehow a part of this tournament for some reason that would take too long to explain. So. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, very brave, very headstrong. He's not necessarily the the smartest man in the room, as you imagine. Maybe that's cool and collected, with like real. physical trauma. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely a hothead, especially uh, his counterpart, Violent Ken. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I would say Gryffindor. Kerb. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Gryffindor too, probably. Alright. Mm-hmm. Well then. It'd be an easier one. Kurt, I believe go. the next pick is yours. I believe it is. I don't think we've touched any from this area of like the main side, because we've hit some of like their sidekick or like side character situation, but I think what we're gonna do is we need another villain in the mix. And I'm gonna say Bowser. Okay. Bowser. King of the Koopas, ruler of Darkland, or whatever the fuck his realm is called from one game to another. Uh, you know, he wants to kidnap the princess. Sometimes he wants to marry the princess. 
Uh, he wants to take control of the Mushroom Kingdom. Sometimes he wants to create an entire new galaxy. I feel like you can't get much more ambitious <laughs> than that. Uh, Slytherin? Sometimes he just wants to have a child with an unknown mother and pretend that the mother's Princess Peach. Yep. Or at least so let his kid think that it's Peach sort of... to give him more reason to kidnap right. Peach. Right. Like some sort of a... Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there's like a cool hot tub that he's in. It's pretty neat. Um, Bowser Jr. could have also been the product of like genetic engineering. Uh, Slytherin. Also, Kirby, he's not joking about the hot tub. The final boss of Sunshine, you fight Bowser, and that's pretty much inside of a gigantic bathtub. Oh, that's yeah. I'm wild. Not, not kidding. That's the thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, as for me, I feel like it's time for another DLC character from Ultimate because we've only done one. No, of No, I them. didn't say. I didn't say it again. Oh, I thought you did. I know say you guys. It. No, I didn't. Oh. It's happened again. I mean, not like it's going to be anything different. I was going to joke that he's a Hufflepuff because he looks like he gives great hugs. But no, you know, he's definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> Probably very warm. Hey, the spikes are on his back, not his front. He can hug like this. Okay. All right. It's true. Sure. No, you're not used to hugs, Zantok, but it's nope. okay. I'm definitely not. Nope. <laughs> okay, so uh, next character... Uh, let's talk about everybody's favorite Baron Bird, Banjo and Kazooie. So, yeah, this is an yeah. interesting one because we're, because as far as this is concerned, much like the Ice Man, we have to rate them together as a pair, unlike Zelda yeah. and Sheik. But the interesting thing is, I feel like if they were separated out, they'd be in different houses. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because I feel like Kazooie is a Slytherin. Kazooie is oh, all my. about mm -hmm. wanting uh, either money or some other form of payment for helping people out, where Banjo is just like, you need help? Okay. Banjo is just like, I'll help anybody mm -hmm. unless they kidnap my sister, in which case, they can die. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Banjo kind of yeah. carries the duo in more ways than one. So I feel like I want to go home pop with these two. Because he does always yeah. be all Kazooie. He's like, he's like, Banjo, we gotta, do, we gotta get this. Banjo's like, oh, shut up, bird. We're doing it my way. <laughs> Give me the puzzle piece yeah. and let's all yeah. and let's move on. Uh huh. Yeah, Ban Banjo is is uh, unassumingly dominant in, in that relationship. So, um, interestingly enough, yeah, that's I, like what's my relationship I mean, again. What? Cool. <laughs> cool. Unassumingly dominant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're if we're both trying to choose between the pasta and I say the uh, fettuccine and and you say the the rotini. I guess we go with the rotini, and that's uh, probably fine. Wait, hold on. Now I got off nope, on that nope, one. No, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> we all agree, Hufflepuff, or is there more discussion on this character and not that? Right, I'm not gonna give in to his imposter way so. as a Hufflepuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, ban Banjo, uh, again, brave, but not... He, very, he's not um, He's not braving for yeah. brave. He's braving for my sister. And also helping out yeah. a lot of people along the way. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and when, when you're first playing Banjo-Kazooie, he's extremely befuddled, and then Bottles the Mole shows up, and he's like, you should actually go do this. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's... let's 
Let's say that. Okay. And then let's say, John, pick another character. Pick another character, huh? How about um, another another bear and bird? Oh, sorry, dog and bird. Duck hunt. Duck hunt. Okay. How the <laughs> fuck do we rate duck hunt? Uh, so we have a dog who helps out his master, the hunter, with duck hunting. And then we have the duck, who is one of the ducks that they're hunting. And... The only thing that they're known for is the ducks fly away and the dog laughs at you and you fuck up. Um. <laughs> um. Gryffindor? Because the dog is not afraid to laugh at somebody that's with that has a gun. Is that is that where we, the dog and the duck is brave <laughs> because he's pairing up with the dog who's trying to help hunt it? I, uh, I, what the fuck else do I have to go off of here? Right. There's no, there's less here than the ice climbers have. I very much less. <laughs> it's definitely not Slytherin or Ravenclaw, and I don't really see an argument for, like, I don't see an argument for Hufflepuff. It's almost like Gryffindor by default. <laughs> Yeah, because the the dog is not anyone's friend the way that it laughs at people anyway, and I, I the think, duck is food. I feel like you could angle a Slytherin argument. I just don't know what the argument would be. Oh, then oh, he laughs Basically, at me. Dog's an asshole. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Was in the was laser oh. cut into our nightmares in the early eighties. That's about it. My gosh. Did either of you guys ever see anything with? Did you guys ever do anything with the um, the indie horror duck hunt game? No, <laughs> that's a thing. Oh, that dear. is a thing. Oh, buddy, I don't know what that is. I'll have we'll have to talk about it sometime. That's okay. that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. another on topic episode. Oh, indie horrors, I, I, I'm learning. Indie horror tends to be a little bit more of my wheelhouse. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, like Sonic.exe. Well, we all have a thing. How FNAF started. All the different mm. like RPG horror maker games. Lots of fun ones like that. But I'm getting yeah. off topic. Well, let's I get back know. on topic by having you pick another character curve. Okay, I am feeling like I don't have enough Pokemon in my life. Fair so enough. I, yeah, you could always use more Pokemon. So I'd like to say we should talk about Lucario. Lucario, okay. <laughs> uh, Master of Aura, uh, depending on what Lucario you kind of look at, I mean, they're typically all very calm, very cool. They're very meditative. Uh, if a monk, if, if, a, if like a Shaolin monk was a Pokemon, it'd be a Lucario. Uh -huh. Or a Mian Shao, I guess. But probably a Lucario. Uh... Very strong at combat, especially hand to hand, and being able to use like it's Oren shit. Um, mm -hmm. Huh. Not Slytherin. I don't feel Ravenclaw. I feel like, you know, Gryffindor Hufflepuff seems to be a lot of the hat stalls today, which I find very interesting. I would not have really thought about mm -hmm. that ahead of time. Not um, too surprised. Huh. 
My, my initial thought no, was Gryffindor, but I'm not entirely certain now. Right? I was kind of thinking Gryffindor right off the bat, too. There's been a few notable Lucarios throughout the Pokemon world. Uh, in the Lucario movie, there was one that belonged to Sir Aaron, uh, who Ash went back in time to meet, which, what the fuck? Uh, oh my gosh. I don't remember too much about it, other than, you know, it just, like, it was very much, it was listening to Aaron's orders, it fought on his behalf, and it cared about Aaron very deeply. In fact, its, it's spirit pretty much lived on for centuries after Aaron's death. Uh, there's one that's owned by Riley in the Sinnoh games. Cynthia, I think, has one. Karina mm -hmm. has one in Gen 6. And one of them actually decides to leave her and join you, which is a thing. Yes. The more I really think about it, the more I'm kind of leaving Hufflepuff, mainly because the one that followed Sir Aaron just had like that intense loyalty to him. Like, I, I feel like there's part of me that thinks Gryffindor, but I feel like he's too calm and collected for the typical Gryffindor. Um, like, they, sure, for the most part, sure. there isn't a brash bone in Lucario's body. Mm -hmm. Very meditative. Yeah. I could see uh, that. Okay. If we're thinking, if we're thinking Shaolin, are, are we thinking Lucario's more like an Omi or a Kimiko or Clay? Or Raimundo. Uh, <laughs> Probably a clay if any of them. Yeah, I could see that. Man, that was a show. Then they made oh, a weird boy. version of it later. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God. It never really turns out well when they try to reboot some of that. Like Jackie Chan Adventures, for instance. Oh. Or Teen Titans Go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, what do you guys um, think? Oh, uh, I don't have any clue at this. It's it's a it's a Pokemon, and then you're considering multiple different iterations of that Pokemon, um, all of which kind of fall under the umbrella banner of being a Pokemon. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's a little a little much because. You know what? Um, I have a better idea. Hmm. You you continue. I'm gonna be doing something on my side. Oh, I was hoping okay. to get your input next. Well, yeah. Okay. You're looking at well, Pokedex entry, I'm guessing. Yes, I am looking at Pokedex entries. I, I was thinking of doing that as well, but I kind of have all my screens taken up by managing this shit. Well, then I'll take care of it then. Please okay. do. Let's go with our earliest ones for Thor, for Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends of Arceus to see what's going on. His ability to sense the aura of all things. It understands human speech. But, but, which? <laughs> so what does that mean for all the other Pokemon who don't understand human speech? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's kind of like how second. your dog understands human speech, but doesn't. But, that, but what about all the other Pokemon? What about the other dogs? <laughs> now I'm confused. Well, it's like you teach your dog how to sit or fetch or stay. You teach your Pikachu how to use Thunderbolt. But that, that means the Pikachu understands human speech. Do they? Did their Pokedex entry say they can? I, 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 that's what I'm wondering. Why is it being called out so specifically? In the because Pokedex one? is bullshit. I wanted to do it. <laughs> oh, no, that's fair. I mean, do it. I'm just saying, like, the Pokedex is bullshit. We all know this. 
By catching the aura emanating from others, it can read their thoughts and movements. A most gallant-looking creature, it emits energy waves and controls them with precision, using them to sense even faraway beings. I have given the name Aura to this Pokemon, to this power. Okay. That's making me lean Ravenclaw, honestly. I know, right? I'm looking through more of these, uh, the precision side of it, the idea of, like, feeling it. I don't know. Not only does it perceive auras, but it also gain the power to control them and employs them in battle. It can detect the species of a living bee. The, it can they can detect the species of a living bee and its emotions from over half a mile away. They control auras and hunt their prey in packs. It concentrates its metal energy, mental energy, and fires off mysterious waves with auras, which can crush boulders and large sizes to dust. Lucario reads its opponent's feelings with its auras. I, I okay. Lucario reads its opponent's feelings with its aura waves. It finds out things it would rather not know, so it gets stressed out easily. <laughs> that one's a different one. I think I'm a Lucario now. <laughs> I find out things I would rather not know, and I get stressed pretty easily. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, the aura thing, the aura thing, how I'm reading it and looking at it a lot, is also controlling with the idea of thoughts and emotions a lot. That emotion part of it that's drawing in there, I think that's giving some good weight to the Hufflepuff thing. Like, it's kind of the difference between, like, how you would see like a primeape versus a lucario where the primeape is absolutely battling to battling yeah lucario lucario is definitely getting kind of that hufflepuff hero situation where like they're the strong loyal one that would be fighting with that and i think with they a lot of this like protect right and this aura is specifically not so much about the intellect of the thoughts but like the idea of it and the emotions part so i think there's a lot of way for lucario leaning more towards hufflepuff actually the way we're reading through this kind of okay Jonna, what do you think about that? Wow. Okay. No, yeah, I'm sad we didn't I, bring up I, Jigglypuff centuries. <laughs> I mean, she was still gonna be, don't bring she was still gonna be Slytherin. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no, I, you, you've both made the made the fairest argument. I think uh, that that's our, that's really in here. Not where I would have thought originally. I would have thought uh, Ravenclaw as well for the reasons that we covered in the Pokedex entry. It's a very uh, ultimately, it, it has a, it has this uh, not shrewd but but analytical nature to its uh, psychic ability. Um, although that's more an innate innate ability that all all Lucario have um, that doesn't necessarily entirely define the character. Um, you know, aura being just something they wanted to really drive home as an ability in 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 that generation of Pokemon, so it was uh, harped upon. Uh, so no, I, I I'm I'm with you, I'm with you on this one. Lucario Hufflepuff. All right. Who needs that? Is that is not what I was expecting Lucario, to get in my Yoshi. house. <laughs> ah, you got Banjo, some good ones Kazooie. though. Yes. Which is it? Yeah. Yep. Let's see here. I... What's next? How about Wario? Wario. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. He's greedy as fuck. He wants that money. He everything about him is getting is centered around getting money and through some scheme or whatever else. He it, it's his primary ambition is greed. He 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 get he he screws people over and convinces them to create video games for him, which then he does not pay them for and he takes all the profits. Wario mm -hmm. is the CEO of the Mario universe. 
He's a um, Slytherin. That's an easy yeah. one. He's a Slytherin. Absolutely. I'm noticing a trend where we have any big hat stalls. Xantok's like, we're not getting stuck on another one. I'm going to pick someone that we can just say and move on so we can get through the list. Every once in a while, you know, you want something that's easy. And also, we had less Slytherins than anything else. So I want to bump them yeah. up a little. Fair play, yeah. Okay, I, I do believe it's my turn. It so, is. Uh, let's, yeah. let's go. Let's go with Snake. Solid Snake, uh, a character that I can't really speak too much of their background about, other than saying like they're a clone of a military dude, and they're a military dude, and they're very good at it, and that's really all I can explain about Snake. Jono, you need to explain about yeah. Snake. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. You know that his real name is David. Anyway. Uh, Solid Snake is a spy. He is a soldier, um, reconnaissance operation soldier, working with the mercenary guild Foxhound. Um, that is, uh, he is the clone of Big Boss, uh, or Naked Snake, who was Not a hero naked, disclaimer. in the... Right, Not I figured as naked. much, yeah. In, in some in some occasions, who who is a hero? That's it. Solid Snake is actually um, solid. Liquid Snake yeah, is not he, a liquid, is... right? No, I knew he, as much. He's not. He's not. Um, he he is the perfect clone. He, he's not actually the. Uh, it's funny. Solid Snake is the perfect clone of Big Boss and looks nothing like him. He huh. looks like um, Steven Seagal, uh, <laughs> but Solid Snake looks it looks exactly like him. Um, and, and again, he, he's in the high-tech, uh, special ops Foxhound and, uh, is actually, was tutored by Big Boss to become a, uh, special operations soldier for this U.S. mercenary guild. And that's just the beginning. There, there's, there's clone, essentially, uh, contemporary Clone Wars, um, that's bio, bio, weapons. That's Resident uh, Evil. Yeah, yeah. General Grievous appears. There's there's a wait. Hold on. Snake and and uh, and going into other people's bodies. It's pretty interesting. Oh, and there's like these dinosaur things called Metal Gears, um, giant giant Metal Gear Solid, right? Robots. Yep. Um, I had a moment of like, I think I, the... I think I stopped believing him for a second. I'm like, wait, hold well, on. So, some of it was bullshit. Uh, General Grievous was bullshit. Don't worry. The I rest know. of it, the rest of it, I can neither confirm nor deny because <laughs> Metal Gear is probably the no Metal Gear is the series in Smash that I know the least about. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, it, it's difficult to say. He's he's a special ops soldier who was cloned from another special ops soldier who was very celebrated. For his role in the Cold War, getting getting to the grid of it, um, and where it is a very you, convoluted series. Where would you put him and why? Where would I put him and why? Uh, not Hufflepuff. He he's not a friendly guy. He's he's very he's very shrewd and and uh, calculating, which would infer a raven a raven claw lean. Uh -huh. um, Especially because he, he he is a mercenary, yes, but he is a tactical soldier. Everything that he does is usually, and, and less force against the wall, um, preconceived. 
So with that notion, I, I think that he would be a Raven one. That's kind of where I was thinking initially. I, I wasn't sure if maybe there would be like a Slither and Lena at all, partly because of influence mm -hmm. from Big Boss, but also just because you're a clone of somebody doesn't mean you're going to have the same personality traits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Big, Bo Big Boss was a toxic MF. He would be a Slither. <laughs> yeah. Again, great character. Not necessarily the best guy. Right. Curb, what do you mm -hmm. think? I definitely think Ravenclaw... It's definitely more so on the side of keeping to himself the shrewd side. Because, like, he's a powerful dude, but so much of his mechanics in the games is the hiding. I mean, there's this point of the box that he hides in sometimes. It's not specifically just going in guns blazing. It's the tactical approach. So I think so, Ravenclaw is very Yes, I think Ravenclaw is very strong for him. All right. Mm -hmm. Ravenclaw is. Um, yep. He's also known as the man who makes the impossible possible. There are so many characters that have the descriptor. The uh, legendary hero and Iroquois Pliskin. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Uh, Kerb, pick yes. another one for us. Okay. I am just looking at stuff. Give me a moment. Hmm. How about Palutena? Palutena. Palutena. All yeah. right. Goddess of Light in the Kidicarus world. Uh, ruler of Sky World. She, uh, she once ruled alongside Medusa until Medusa was like, "Man, I fucking hate humans. They suck. Can't we get rid of them?" And Palutena's just like, "Bitch, what?" I curse you and I banish you to the underworld. So, you know, a little bit of nastiness there, but Medusa was kind of asking for it. Um, but considering Goddess of Light, she's all about protecting humanity, uh, which is not being possessed, that is. Uh, and just try helping to save humans against any force that's come to threaten them, be they the forces of nature, the underworld, or an alien invasion itself. Uh, she feels like a mm -hmm. buff to me. A very, a very... A very easy Hufflepuff, I think. Okay. Sure. Um, hmm. She's she's also quite headstrong, and and I I would think there's an egotistical streak. There is a she is the only character in Smash that pole dances. That is true. Um, At least so... pole dances in Smash. <laughs> uh, I would not be surprised if Bayonetta did in her universe. Oh my. <laughs> Look at that outfit. Or villager. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I was almost. I was almost thinking Gryffindor myself, but. Kerb, hmm. what do you think about Palutena? Well, this is another game that I kind of you know only like a surface level kind of thing for it. So, I mean, I. From what it sounded like and how it is, I could see the the Hufflepuff side more than anything, probably. All right, all right. Uh, Let's slot her with Hufflepuff mm -hmm. then. Okay. Okay. There you go. Um. Let's see here. I got the next pick. I'm gonna go with. 
will discuss you, but I'm really not sure where you would be. Hmm. Huh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's instead talk about them possibly another time. Um, you know what? <laughs> let's go Mario. Right up to Mario. Let's 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 finally get to the actual Mario himself here, who we have not somehow okay. done. Uh, I just didn't want to start yeah. out with him because it seemed a little too obvious. So Mario, mm -hmm. hero of the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, formerly depending on what source material you look at, formerly of Brooklyn, uh, he was. Ah. I'm not really sure what he would have been back then, but he he's had many different jobs before he was a before he was you know the hero of the Mar of the Mario Brothers. He was a carpenter first, uh, and then you know he's done plumbing, he's done construction work, he's been a doctor, he's been a referee, he's been so many different things. But the core of Mario is when the Mushroom Kingdom is in trouble, when Peach cries for help, Mario is on his way, going through whatever worlds he needs to. Punching out whatever turtles get in his way, uh, destroying public property. Mario is just—he <laughs> he's—he is a little bit lacking in personality, <laughs> to be honest. But I feel like what is there is very much Gryffindor material. He oh, he yeah. is he is oh, everyone's yeah. hero. Mm-hmm. Well, I know he's mine. I'm with you. I mean, there's there's nothing much more to say. It's 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 something I've been mulling over at the top of my head since the beginning. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do Mario at some point, uh -huh. and foregone conclusion. Yeah, it's pretty hard to not put him in Gryffindor, of course. All right. I mean, I think there could have been an argument for possibly Hufflepuff. Again, there's so many <clears> of <throat> these top line heroes that could be Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Just however you look at them, but. He feels if definitely more on the Gryffindor side of it to me. If you're on the right, if you're on a certain side of YouTube, Mario's very much a Slytherin. <laughs> is this the Mario commits genocide part of YouTube? This is the game theory part of YouTube. Oh no, I don't look at game theory because most of their shit is bullshit. <sighs> it's connecting the most like tiniest bits of nonsense. It's like. The meme where, like, where they have like the conspiracy theory boards. Uh -huh. Come on, come on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jono, next pick is yours. Who are you going with? Mithra. Mithra. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, one half of the duo Pirate and Mithra, two entities that share the same body, uh, but different personalities, different capabilities. Xenoblade is a thing. Curb. Okay. Blade is a thing. It's, uh, <laughs> trust me, it's a thing. Fun games, though, in Xenoblade 3, I am looking forward to you. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so Mithra, at least other two personalities, Mithra is definitely the more hot headed, the more aggressive. Um, she does hmm. not take challenges lightly. She also is not mm -hmm. very socially apt and is known <laughs> to piss people off. Uh, she's got more power than she knows what to do with. She she is a Gryffindor through and through. She she has like elements of her where she's trying to be a Hufflepuff. She's just really really bad at it. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look at where how Pyra approached Toro when he was talking about blushy crushy versus how Mithra would. Yeah. <laughs> look at like the two of them. The two of them approach pretty much everything just vastly differently, which makes sense because As, yeah. Xenoblade spoilers here. Uh, although I guess we've already said that they share the same body, but if you know them from Smash, you already kind of know that. But mm -hmm. Mithra mm -hmm. created Pyra as her own alternate personality, uh, partly because she was ashamed of her own power and she was scared of herself. So she created Pyra, mm -hmm. limiting her own power, uh, and also just like, people don't like these traits of me, so I'm going to create this other side of me that has these other traits and not the traits that make me me. She's oh. honestly a very mm -hmm. sad character when you really get into her. Wow. Yeah, Xenoblade's mm -hmm. nuts. But Mithra as Great herself, theories. she's definitely a Gryffindor as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, agree. I agree. Okay. Fun characters, one throw out there. Yeah. I was wondering if, if any of us would go with her, Pyra. Mm-hmm. Curb? Okay. That's wild. That's how it is. Like, that, that kind of the forethought... For like thinking to split is like that's wild because that's so much of her is Gryffindor, but like having that kind of like the the forethought, the decision to make that mm -hmm. is like uh, that doesn't feel Gryffindor. Like I still think she is, but that's like such an interesting way of thinking it's, about it. it. It's like it's a it's a panic response in a way. Traumatic events happened, and she, in a way, couldn't deal with it as herself. She mm -hmm. she locked her own self in her mind and let somebody else take over. Mm -hmm. Tr very tragic. The the fact Xenoblade the Tor Torna the Golden Country is a tragic, tragic game. I was Fuck. gonna say even worse than what we're talking about now. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I I'm barely scratching the surface because I don't want to say too much. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Fuck. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. Wow. Mm -hmm. oh. All right. All right. Well, Curb. Like mm -hmm. Who are you picking? Ooh, I want to pick. Huh. I'm trying to see if there's like certain like series that we haven't really hit on yet, but there's a lot of like one offs too that we haven't done. Yeah, I. Unless there's something I'm missing, I think we're just missing one-offs or, like, third parties that have multiple characters, like Final Fantasy and Castlevania. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know if I want to dig into that just yet. Fair. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that we should now talk about... Because I think we're going to cover some at another time, and I'm thinking that I want to, like... I, I think there's some oddballs we could throw in for later ones. Mm -hmm. So I would like to... Let's bring up... We haven't... We've only done one of the many um, Fire Emblem characters. How about we do Roy? Roy! Okay. Yep. Of all the Fire Emblem characters you could have picked, I know the least about Roy. I did not mean for that to happen. His game never released in America! Oh, that would do it. Yeah. Oops. Fuck. But his prequel game did, but guess he's not born yet in his prequel game. Roy. Oh, he appears in the epilogue. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, totally... as a baby! 
Oh, he's totally a Slytherin yep. baby in that epilogue. You know. No, I, just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> is he Jono? You probably know more about Roy than I do. All I really know is his dad is Elliewood, the Marcus of Ferrey or Ferrai or, yep. yep. or Las Vegas. To the Marquee. wiki. Uh, his mom may or may not be a dragon, depending on who you pair <laughs> Elliewood up with in the end. Interesting. Uh, his sword yeah. is on fire, and he's definitely in love with a girl that can create fire. Uh huh. Mm hmm. But don't tell um, Hector. Yeah, there, there, there's a heat between them. Oh, Hector doesn't matter if he knows or not. A little, little bit into that game. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. The funny thing is that. Um, Blazing Sword, um, the prequel game to Roy's game, uh, the first to officially hit the market in, in the Americas, in the in the West, uh, anywhere outside of Japan, um, came out after uh, Binding Blade, Roy's game. So some of the prequel elements where you're, where you're talking about, oh yeah, his mom may or may not be a dragon, may or may not be this, um, in the, the proper title... Uh, his mother is unmentioned woman. Yeah, <laughs> I guess there was no forethought uh -huh. into into the and, and then the prequel just kind of gave Elliot a few few options. Although there is, I, I think I think fun. most people uh, yeah. tend to ship Elliot and uh, Ninian together. Mm -hmm. they, they, I don't I don't know the reason I have not played. I, I played a little bit of it. I haven't played enough to really know the story with Elliot and mm -hmm. Ninian. But I know most people tend to consider yeah. her mm -hmm. his mother. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, with that being said, there's he is a uh, kind kind of a an effect character, um, kind of a kind of a wet noodle per se. Um, he, he he falls under the structure of earlier Fire Emblem titles, where it's hard to gauge a personality from the character mm -hmm. uh, because because you're dealing with fairly fairly base dialogue. Like if you go back into uh, Shadow Dragon, for instance, with, with Mars. You're realizing that you're dealing with a script that was written uh, by a major company for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So it's uh, it, it kind of they didn't it's shed extremely all of that just yet. Although, yeah, they did on the Super Famicom with with the genealogy and and Thracia. Um, it was just kind of a different beast. Uh, still higher a home console, I guess. So it was a, a larger experience. They paired it back. Uh, Roy is is largely. Um, Seen, seen is rather blank. What he, what he does have is is an eagerness. He he's very um, headstrong and and wanting to say you know save save humanity as it goes in Fire Emblem time and again. Uh, so I I think he would fit into Gryffindor pretty squarely. Uh, he is again he he's just kind of dumb and overly headstrong. He's 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 extremely weak and is compensated by his sword uh much like the elder wand just kidding uh okay there we go okay yeah. uh i, I so, pretty much oh no go ahead uh, I, I pretty curious. much agree with what you're yeah. saying with roy uh, another fun thing of note is that uh smash brothers melee released with roy in it before roy's game released anywhere so technically speaking, mm -hmm. Roy's game of origin is Smash Brothers Melee, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. It's mm -hmm. a practice that unfortunately mm -hmm. Smash continues 
to use with Fire Emblem characters, or at the very least they repeated Corrin, it one time with Corrin. Uh, well, I mean, Three three Hustles mm-hmm. was released in Corrin's game, Fire Emblem Face, was released in Japan, but not yet in America, which mm-hmm. I was not a fan of them doing that, personally. But uh, the only other thing I really like to say about Roy is that uh, really the only bit I know on Roy's personality comes from the old Awkward Zombie comics. Love them. Great shit. Oh, uh, Roy in Awkward Zombie is portrayed as a bit of goof. Big time goof. And mm-hmm. uh, when they had the plot line of characters coming into Brawl and Roy not playing part of the cast anymore, he, uh, if you're familiar with Waluigi trying to get into the Smash House in the, in the uh, Wooden Plank Studios comics, <laughs> it's, that's essentially Roy's storyline in uh, an Awkward Zombie. Mm-hmm. He, he's a goofy little idiot, and he's very hard-headed, hot-headed as well. So I I definitely, even just by like Fire Emblem Default as the, like the main lord, I was kind of leaning Gryffindor. Okay. But if I want to consider it awkward zombie canon, which I kind of do, it's even more Gryffindor. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I pulled up the Fire Emblem wiki to read more on Roy while y'all were talking and stuff for the Gryffindor side of things. That's what's rough, because there's, like, a good part of this chunk that's really leaning towards him being a pretty Hufflepuff, too. Really? Like, here's the deal. This is me me reading the wiki, not knowing about the game side, but here's a full-on paragraph that I'm going to read that I think would really settle for it. He is committed to protecting those in need and fighting for his ideals, even if this means fighting against old allies. Yet he demonstrates empathy, understanding that sacrificing people to prevail is a hollow victory. When his knights try to keep him away from the front lines, Roy refuses to, stating that the only way he can understand people and fight for them is to experience their hardships. Valuing friendship and family greatly, mirroring Elwood, Roy does not particularly care about the social status of others, viewing Walt, in particular, as a brother and not a vassal. That is pretty solid, actually. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a lot of the other stuff about it. I went, I, I found it. I went to the personality stuff. He has other stuff like he's he's very collected and formal as a result of his aristocratic aristocrat aristocratic background and being obliged to the role of general. However, despite acting confident in front of his army, army inwardly he often doubts his competence as a leader and soldier. In private, he's known to be more relaxed and even somewhat clumsy. He is known to dance with two left feet. A competent leader and warrior, <laughs> Roy is an upstanding, thoughtful, and idealistic young man. While he would prefer to avoid bloodshed, he maintains a strong resolve to see peace return to Alib? Alibe? Alib. Alib, yep. Look, I can't say crap because I haven't played the games. No, we're just confirming for you to leave. Alib, right. Well, I mean, I mean in general for, like, how he is and how the Fire Emblem stuff is. Mm-hmm. But, like, reading a lot of that stuff, I'm like, I, I, I see very strong Hufflepuff in a lot of this. So okay. it's 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 a tough call, I I because I see the Gryffindor argument too. It just it, so it's like that. I'm listening to you guys say Gryffindor. I'm reading this and it feels Hufflepuff. It's like ah, oh, this is a decent hat stall. Uh, that that's, I mean to be fair, my my only real knowledge of Roy is again from a web comic that just smashes <laughs> characters <laughs> into it and gives them personalities. And Roy kind of doesn't they don't really have much to build off of for him. That's for funny, uh, Jono. I'm more interested mm-hmm. in knowing your thoughts on uh, what Carb just said there. 
Sure. I mean, I mean, in those respects, he he has kind of a, a hot streak similar to other Fire Emblem lords in, in those respects, okay. um, like Ike or or Alm or Leaf, where irrespective of of class, he 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 leads a band of misfits, or or more specifically, more like Ellawood. He it's just that Ellawood's more composed. He's more used to noble procedure. Uh, he he is a more uh, knowledgeable character as far as as far as, he, he's he's less he's he's more street smart essentially than Roy who who enters knighthood um, earlier than Ellywood did and is vastly inexperienced and is known for being a little dense and going into the front lines and being inexperienced with social cues um, as they traditionally stand. So it's a interesting argument and and i could see i could see what you're what you're saying there so so there's a it's it's funny like every single asshole has come down to so many of the heroes are between those two a lot mm-hmm mm-hmm ah oh, that's weird but uh but I, I i don't know i might be having the hufflepuff lean now too if you're having the hufflepuff just lean I, I was as well hearing all that like just hear, like that—that's a lot more convincing to me than just knowing base details of a character from a game that never made it to America. So I can only have mm-hmm. like impressions from others, but hearing like the wiki is straight up saying these things of him and his story, like how he acts, I feel like that's much more conclusive evidence mm-hmm. that he should be a Hufflepuff and not a Gryffindor. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, uh, next one for me. So we've done a lot of Zelda characters. We've done uh-huh. Zelda, Sheik, and Gandalf mm-hmm. already, but we haven't done any of the links. I was kind of trying to avoid them. <laughs> and there's three of them. <laughs> yep. And I feel like, even though we've already done so much of the Zelda, I feel like we need to do at least one of the links tonight. It just feels weird not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to yeah. say, let's go with Young Link. Young Link. Young Link, okay. uh, more commonly portrayed as the Link from Ocarina of Time and from Majora's Mask, and also kind of a composite with other Links when he is young, but not always when he's young, because that's also Toon Link. It's a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Uh, so Z- Z- Zelda games are not quite my forte either, but from my understanding, you know, Link is always the chosen hero. There's Anytime darkness is on the rise, a link is always found. How people don't pick up on their links when they have very distinct appearances, typically, I don't know. Maybe the people are all just wishing, oh God, please don't let my son be the pottery breaker. Please, please not him. (laughs) And then, of course, he's the pottery breaker. But uh, Young Link... I I feel like most links if not all links, are either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Uh, whether or not all of them are Hatstalls or not, who knows. But I kind of want to lean towards Gryffindor on this particular version of Link. There's not really strong reasoning for me, but uh, the, the Link that we see in Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, at least compared to, uh, in my opinion, Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild, I feel like he's more on the Gryffindor side of things. Uh, cause like he doesn't like, he doesn't have a sister that he's going up to save. He doesn't have a, um, 
a princess that he has to go rescue because apparently there's a demon that's been around for a thousand years and it's time to get out of your nap. Uh, from from my <clears throat> remembrance of the beginnings of his games, which I could be completely wrong here, it's more about I'm going on an adventure <clears throat> and you're not stopping me. And then, you know, he ends up saving a lot of things along the way, but he seems more like the adventurer, at least in comparison to uh, the Link that we have from Breath of the Wild, which is kind of like what normal Link can now in current Smash would be that's off of and Toon Link from Wind Waker. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I think as far as Links go, uh, the hero of time might fit the archetype of, of uh, you know, a legendary fabled hero the easiest. Mm-hmm in those respects or, or ocarina of time feels very um akin to to a, to a traditional fairy tale where we're in an adventure sets off you know navi the fairy sees them it's like let's go to the great deku tree it's like okay wow the great deku tree is dying because of, of malice from from ganondorf or what is so let's go do that thing even though i'm 10 years old yep the end yeah <laughs> yeah so that's my lean too. I'm gonna lean more Gryffindor too. All right. It's very, it, it feels it feels that way. A lot of the children would have the like a lot of like children stuff. I'm like having flashbacks to like Simba wanting to go to where the shadows are in the beginning of Lion King, and it's like it's that kind of brashness. You haven't figured out that the things are hurting you in the world yet. So that with that kind of attitude, I'm like, yeah, it's very Gryffindor. Oh man. Yeah, he has a lot of friends too, and, and whatnot. But um, it's mm-hmm. they are prescriptive to the adventure he has go- chosen to go on. Mm-hmm. He meets them because of something that he did of his own volition. All right. Right. With that, uh, we've we've gone a little bit over our typical time slot here. But just to balance things out, let's go ahead and do one more round of characters each from each of us, so we'll get to pick one more. And then we will go ahead and close mm-hmm. this episode out. So, Jono, who are you ending us off with tonight? Who Who's your final pick? One more... One more Ultimate DLC character, I think, is up my sleeve for my final pick tonight. Okay. Or this morning, or whenever you're listening. Uh super cast for the spoilers we just kind of record at night most of the time uh with that being said with that being said we're gonna go for um steve steve (laughs) going for steve minecraft steve (laughs) a character that many thought was stupid and some still think is stupid and shouldn't be in the game but i was just like yeah so steve from minecraft (laughs) uh fuck talk about blank character slates uh-huh. You arrive in a world, and it could look like many different things. And you are told, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Build a house. Dig a tunnel. Uh, fight off monsters. Slay the Ender Dragon. Uh, visit alternate dimensions. Steve is... I don't know. Wear a, wear a skin that turns you into Wario. You know what? No, I know what Steve is. Steve is a Gryffindor. <laughs> Steve goes out into this wild world of that's just randomly created. He's just like, I am going to conquer this world. And conquer could mean I'm going to build an amazing city and I'm just going to like do crazy shit. Actually, ooh. 
Is Steven Slytherin? Changing my mind, Steven's a Slytherin! <laughs> so, Steven's oh going gosh. into this other world. He's just like, <laughs> I'm going to make this world mine. And that could mean he makes an entire city. It could mean he slays all the monsters and effectively becomes uh, the ruler of the world. He defeats dragons. He can take over an entire village. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, and just like, make it his. He, he can... And yeah. completely terraform a planet and make it in his own image, and he does whatever he wants because it's what he wants, and nobody can stop it because even when he dies, he just immediately comes back like Steve the Slytherin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's my pitch, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, what about the time he blew up Mario, too? Hey, you know, Mario was getting in his dope. way. Of his ambitions. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is my kid, bitch. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here? Get out. Curb. No, uh -huh. let, let's let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Oh my god. I honestly was that thinking was Slytherin too. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> you see your first John Alpha. Oh no, I'm I'm good. We're we're done. It's Slytherin. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Something about him, like, it's just him on his own. He's doing what he's doing for himself kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of ambition in Minecraft for a lot of the things you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So, like, yeah. In, in the middle of my Gryffindor pitch, I was thinking about, like, people who make these crazy builds, like, people who rebuild entire worlds and maps inside of Minecraft. Whether it's Hogwarts Castle or the entire map of Westeros from Game of Thrones. Yep. People go crazy with trying to make these amazing structures. It's like... Yeah, I have ambition to do that. Wait a minute. A oh my god. Steve's a Slytherin. Uh-huh. Wild. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's insane. And you know what? In Wooden Plank Studios, Steve is also uh, put in the villain's gang, so I'm just going to put that out there. It's because <laughs> he can just mine gold go. from nowhere, and they're just like, holy shit, you can mine gold? Bro, you're one of us. <laughs> One of us. Oh, one of us. It's awesome. All right, Curb. Okay. Who's your final pick for tonight? My final pick is going to be... Squirtle. Squirtle. Okay. I was considering doing one of the three Pokemon Trainer Pokemon, so this is great. This means I don't have to now. Also... <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was actually thinking I'm doing Ivysaur, though. <laughs> so Squirtle... Uh, Squirtle's a very friendly Pokemon. You know, he's very happy. He's joyful. You see him... With smiles. In the anime, Ash's Squirtle, first of all, never evolves. Uh, but instead, he's part of a gang of mischievous squirrels. He's the gang leader, yeah. actually. Uh, and then, you know, after they reform, the good he joins Ash and the other squirrels all become part of like a firefighting team. Which, I mean, I guess, you know, kids show, yeah. whatever. A gang of squirrels yeah. is cooler, but mm -hmm. fine. Uh, Squirtle... <laughs> My, my initial first thought was Hufflepuff. And I think there is still some Hufflepuff in, mm -hmm. in a Squirtle, both like genetically Squirtles and then Ash's Squirtle. Because even after he leaves his gang, like he, he becomes a very loyal companion to Ash and is uh -huh. uh, a great fighter for him. Uh, I don't really... There, there's, a, there's a twinge of Slytherin. There's, there's some Gryffindor in there. Partly because, you know, being a gang leader and whatnot. But I think I'm leading Hufflepuff, <laughs> but it could really go in multiple directions. What do you think? 
Uh, it's a very rough one. It's hard to. I do agree with you that I'm not sure on that. That's why I was kind of wondering about putting some of that in there with it. But it's like I don't know. It's like I think of the one where it's like, yeah, that one, it like that one Squirtle with his little Squirtle Squad sunglasses, and like that radiates so much of Gryffindor and Slytherin energy, and it is very tough. Because that is very leader, very much, I'm the one getting the attention situation. Mm-hmm. You're right. What about for getting everything together? Um, uh, I think that's the interesting one, because a lot of times with a lot of the ones that were considered Ash's Pokemon are going to be ones that, like, very much fall into the we're all friends and we're going to do this together kind of thing. And I think Squirtle's one of the big ones that can do that, too. The so Squirtle is wild because i think squirtle's like the biggest hat saw in the sense that it really uh, of all the ones we talked about i see enough arguments for almost all the houses at this point for even all ravenclaw <laughs> even ravenclaw a little bit yeah okay all right maybe i, I don't know like, i'm trying to think of like if any of ash's pokemon were like the wise one of the ones trying to like not get them to fight or something that that might be the bulbasaur but i don't know i mean i was having feeling that bulbasaur would be in puffs Considering you meet him and he's like, I am protecting these people. What the fuck do you want? I'm trying to keep mm-hmm. them safe. True. He, he, he's the very difference... much the, the mediator of Ash's that's, team. That's true. But we'll get to that with Ivysaur, because the thing is, Ash never owned an Ivysaur. So. Yeah, not. So this is someone else. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that later. I mean, technically speaking, none of these are the anime incarnations. But this, the Pokemon side of Smash is very much influenced by the enemy not in all respects but well, very much influenced yeah. by the enemy the bulbapedia look up the pegodex <laughs> see what it says i also i want to see about not well I, I we can do that but i also did per, i went to the personalities and characteristics oh, yeah. of ash's squirtle specifically oh fair enough so let's see what else we can do here the problem is i'm trying to just do squirtle on the side too for pokedex entries we can do that in a second so squirtle is one of ash's most trustworthy pokemon but it is by no means perfect compared especially with its closest friend the very serious bulbasaur it comes across as, as immature and mischievous partially during its time with the squirtle squad where it led the gang to commit various pranks and other acts and how it embarrassed itself trying to intimidate a snubble in Pikachu's vacation. <laughs> However, consider <laughs> Blaine's behavior when it reunited with the squad later on had a notable, noticeable difference. Although very loyal to Ash after Lardo saves life, it was somehow it's somewhat cynical at times. This is best demonstrated during the events of the Pokemon shipwreck, where while searching for the trainers, Squirtle briefly speculated that the trainers may have been eaten by the local wildlife. <laughs> Theoretically possible. Mature or not, Squirtle is a born leader and prefers to wear his signature dark sunglasses when faced with tough situations. It dawned them while investigating Jigglypuff's presence on an island in... ...Team Wartortle to prove itself after his firefighting spirit hurt... After his firefighting spirit hurt by his inability to put out the fire, the Team Wartortle had extinguished. There's a lot of pride going on with it about trying I, to be. I feel like you just convinced me on Gryffindor. I think so too. Let's do it. 
Okay. I think so. Squirtle's a Gryffindor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, time for the final character now. Uh, I'm, I'm ending us off here. I'm going with a personal favorite character of mine, both to play as in Smash and also outside of Smash. Nobody uh -huh. believed that this character could have ever actually been in the game. And when uh -huh. they arrived, the internet broke. Oh. Yeah. I know which one this is, yeah. Yes. It is Piranha Plant. No, it is not Piranha Plant. It is Cloud <laughs> Motherfucking Strife from oh. Final Fantasy VII. Oops, I clicked Sephiroth instead. <laughs> okay, you know, you're right, Cloud. You were close. I was close. close. But no, I'm talking about Cloud mm -hmm. here. So uh, I don't think either of you, you two are as knowledgeable on Final Fantasy as I am. But uh, Cloud is an mm -hmm. interesting case because Cloud is very spoilers. Uh, but Cloud starts off the game. You meet him, and he is a, he is a former member of Soldier, uh, which is a uh, elite military force uh, under the Shinra Company. Uh, but however, by this time at the beginning of the game, you know, he has obviously left Shinra for whatever reasons, and he's now working as a mercenary, helping out a, uh, a, uh, an act, an environmental activist group, we'll put it that way, destroy, uh, some energy reactors, because they are killing the planet. So, it probably sounds like Cloud is a Gryffindor, right? I mean, that, that makes sense to me. He, mm. he's going on for this fight, he's a mercenary, he, he is a, he's a military man, but... I'm not arguing Gryffindor for Cloud today. I'm arguing Hufflepuff. Uh. Cloud is, as I said, a very complicated character. There is a lot to him that you don't see in the beginning of the game. But one of the things that you do learn about early on is that uh, when he was young, he had a childhood friend named Tifa, and he told her that he was going to go join Soldier and become uh, a great warrior, much like the legendary Sephiroth. Uh, and Tifa asked him to make a promise that whenever she was in danger, he would come rescue her. She she wanted to live the fantasy of being saved by her knight in shining armor. And Cloud mm. agreed. And then when they later had their reunion, she was like, you remember your promise, right? He's like, yes. Oh, no. And, you know, he, while he was not initially wanting to do what, was being asked of him, he was like, I made a promise. Fuck. Uh, when you were saying that, I thought you meant for a second that he forgot he made a promise. Well, you have a, you have a dialogue <laughs> choice, and you can choose whether or not he remembers. So, oh that's why God. I kind of said it that way. I... That said, in, in, the, in Final Fantasy VII Remake, there is no dialogue choice, he just does actually remember. But, um, mm -hmm. even going beyond that, in the story, Cloud, uh, while he acts very cut off and emotionally distant, he, he cares a lot more than he lets on. He kind of has, like, that tough guy. Well, I, I have an image of I can't let them know that I'm a secretly a big softie. It's, He's well, a sunder. I, I have to, He's a I have to look stern. Hey. Uh, not, not, to a, not to a strong degree, because Cloud also does, like, again, he has his very much complications in his life. Right, right, right. But exactly. um, he, he has a lot of care to him. He, he will go through a lot. To help the people that he cares about, uh, whether that means joining up to bomb a, bomb a reactor with them, or going on a very uh, interesting mission in the slums to rescue somebody who is a crime lord is currently interacting with them, 
I don't want to say too much of that because I'm trying to get Curb to go to the game at some point. I don't want that to spoil. That's a good point. So, yeah, I'm trying to be careful here. Uh, but the while he he while he initially does want to join Soldier to be a hero, that is a large part of his motivation. Uh, playing through the game, you see a lot more of his softer side, even though it is harder to spot. Uh, and I, I just feel he he's he's a, got a good mix of both. But I feel like he's in Hufflepuff land. Um, Hufflepuff land, dang. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Man, Curb's getting all the all the coolest. Kids. I know that's what's um, wild. Like, I, there's a lot of them I wouldn't have expected. I'm very used because uh, mm -hmm. I don't think he's like he doesn't scream Ravenclaw and he doesn't scream no. Slytherin. No, not at all. <laughs> I just, I mean, that's the thing because because he's so like withheld and stuff. He doesn't like scream the others either, but he leans more towards the hero side of Griffin. Gryffindor Hufflepuff again. The same hero split we keep seeing through all of these. Yeah. Um. It's a lot of times a question of why are they a hero? He is a it, hero for very, very personal reasons. Yeah. So. I think he's Hufflepuff. Yeah. Not what I would have expected. You look at Me either. Cloud and uh, I was just thinking Gryffindor about it roughly cloud. about half an hour ago. Because there was a couple times where I was considering picking up Cloud. It's like, what? I don't know what I would argue Cloud. Shit, I can't pick him if I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I, exactly. I, I kind of came up with it along the way. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm for it. I mean, again, you have this I fight for my friends mentality. Um, a lot of betrayal has come through Cloud's life that uh, structures his character. Yeah. Um, and solidifies the intensity through which he feels uh, his bond with his teammates who are alive. So, mm -hmm. okay. Alright. Yeah. With that, uh, we did not get through all the characters, but we didn't really think we would. We got through a third of them, though, so that's great. So. We got through 30 out of 90 yeah. characters, which is amazing. So, uh, we'll probably have to find another time sometime in the future. Uh, probably mm -hmm. next season. To have you back on so we can uh, mm. continue this and do like a, a Harry Potter or Hogwarts house episode part two. Yeah, if I haven't been canceled yet, part sure. Two, yeah. I mean, if we haven't been canceled Maybe yet, that's the real question. Also fair, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that's going to be the ins for today. Uh, next time on the Super Casperless podcast, Smashtopia, welcome back. Uh, last time around, we did a whole bunch of Pokemon, Pokeballs. But this time, it's back to a character, and it's one that's a little kooky, a little crazy, maybe sometimes, a little bit cringe. <laughs> but we'll get into that when we get into it. <laughs> See you all next time, and thanks for coming back, Curb. Thank you for having me again. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs>